Hey, everybody. As I walked from the car to the studio here, I had on my Gooder sunglasses. I took off the proper beams, put on the sunnies. These things started about 25 bucks. They're 100% polarized. They got fun, dumb names like the Back Nine Blackout, Flamingos on a Booze Cruise, Donkey Goggles. Great for running, cycling, working out, golfing. I've used them driving in the car. I use them as I walk. I, I love these things. I love my gooders. They don't slip on my nose. Every other sunglass slips on my nose. Not the gooders. They stay right in place the way they're supposed to. Now, if you want to support our show and try a pair of gooders, they are giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. That's right. You can go to gooder.com slash pardo and use code pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. That is gooder.com slash pardo. Use code pardo for free shipping. G-O-O-D-R dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Then use the code P-A-R-D-O for free shipping. Gooder.com slash pardo. Code pardo. Gooder. I'm better way to wear sunglasses. Hey, I just saw an article that said uh, we should have a half year resolutions, like halfway through the year, we should have a new year's resolution. And that's coming up in June here. So why not uh, learn a new language? Uh, that could be your half year resolution if you want it to be. And uh, I've been doing that. I've been learning a new language with Babbel. Uh, Babbel is a, a great way to make yourself a, a better person. You can communicate in different languages. I love it because, uh, you know, I find myself in situations where I'm at a soccer game, like a kid's soccer game. And the parents from the other team maybe you're speaking spanish and now i can i can spy on them i know what's going on i can i can get the uh get the, the lowdown on the uh, the opponent's strategy so that's helpful look there's studies from yale michigan state university and uh, other universities that they keep proving Babel is better one study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college that's pretty insane uh Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash pardo. Babbel. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. We're back, baby! Uh, we're back! We're back stronger than ever! I've given you lives! Isn't the whole point of this show to have conversation? 100% for comedy. Friendly room. What a weird game of chicken that is. This guy's sharp. <laughs> he knows everybody's name in this room. We've been doing fake radio since 2006. Mad at tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo 
Hello, my genius. Welcome to the program, episode 3209 of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. We welcome you in, as we do each and every episode. We are grateful that you're here. Very, very appreciative of your support, your listenership, your support, and also your listenership. All four of those things we are forever grateful for. I was talking to the guys off the air, and I said, guys, if there's four things we could be grateful for, it's the fact that we have this group of people that are very, very loyal with their support and their listenership. Let's not forget about their support and their listenership. Yeah. And they said, you did it again, boss. You nailed the four uh, the four parts the uh, quad squad quad what quad squad quad quad squad quad squad yeah. i can't yeah. say it quad squad quad squad that was uh, you saw uh, from succession just want to make sure you saw it last night yeah Cousin Greg, uh, it, always bringing it with the comedy. That is not a uh, spoiler in any way shape or form if you've not seen it yet no. my wife and her show boy they got some heat for spoiling succession they spoiled it they spoiled it up you know you're part of that show over there those chirpy birds that you're part of <laughs> i feel like we Garen. got we gave warning you, your warning sucked. It was not. It, you should know from this program that people get upset with spoilers. And yes, it was a week later, but it doesn't matter when it's that yeah. big of a deal. Uh, and people have been like, like we successfully avoided social media for X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe other people were like, I was out of the country. I was busy. I was this. And they were like, I made it uh, seven days without uh, hearing anything about succession. And then here comes you again, you, you hands in that fucking clockhouse ears. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you ruin everything for everybody. That's uh, over there on how to survive with Danielle and Christine. Uh, which is the last episode, which is the one I believe is the spoiler one. Uh, the one prior to that, as I mentioned, had uh, Walter Koenig on it, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great episode. And Elliot brought up on the last episode, I believe it was on the Platinum or mm-hmm. uh, the um, Picard, yeah. uh, which I've not seen one second of. You know, I've, I've yeah. literally watched, I've seen Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And that's my list of Star Trek <laughs> things I've seen. No, I may have seen. You saw four. What's that? You saw the ep- You saw the fourth one, didn't you? Everyone saw that one. Is that the whales? Yeah, the whales. Okay, so those are the two I've seen. Uh, but I, I I, saw maybe an episode or two of the television show growing up because it was on reruns on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it was up against Mass for Shut-Ins, so it was either <laughs> that or Star Trek and or Jewish programming that my friend Bill Leff ended up hosting at some point. Um uh, I think it was uh, uh, The Magic Door. rum tum tum rum rum tum tum I'm going to be offensive to the... the uh, 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 oh man, it, that was their theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that I know any of that, yeah, the fact, that means you watched it enough to. Yes, we again growing up in in the weird bubble that I grew that I grew up in. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know what Jewish meant. I didn't I didn't know that I was watching a Jewish program. I didn't I didn't understand why they're talking about dreidels. <laughs> I just thought, oh, there's a toy that looks like a shit board show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we watched it every. Uh, my brother and I would watch it every Sunday uh, because again it was on. Yeah. And uh, and then Star Trek. Anyway, so I watched those two movies of Star Trek because we had to watch them for movies at our house. They're the only reason I watched those shows, those movies. Uh, so I know nothing about. I mean, I I know things. I know who Picard is. I know who. Right these various characters are um so uh this is not a spoiler uh because elliot already spoiled it mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh walter makes it a uh an appearance in the most recent a quote-unquote appearance in the most re- uh, recent episode of picard which at least the season finale elliot yeah mm-hmm. season finale of, of picard which again I've, I've seen no i've seen zero seconds of but danielle said let's watch it you know see you know watch it for my dad and uh so we watch it and um uh here's what happens he comes on right at the beginning mm-hmm. and but danielle was told uh by the gentleman who did it uh that, that being her father uh i'm at the end 
<laughs> so that meant we had to watch one hour of Picard because well, well, that, if he says at the end, he's here, and then he must do something might at the come end, back. too. Yeah, we can't miss that. And um, so we watched, uh, I watched one full hour of Picard. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this, I didn't hate it. Oh. It is not my cup of tea in any way, shape, or form. It got a little repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I enjoyed it. I uh, It's good to see Patrick Stewart uh, be in position and moved about <laughs> and, uh, and have him deliver his lines. And I've never seen a man. He looked for all the world like his arms were just installed. Uh, wait, he is, he's got to get into an elevator at some point. And all, the only rationale I could have for myself why it looked so awkward was, well, they know it's not a real elevator. They know it's a set, yeah. and they know they're walking on, and they're turning then, and then the doors close, and then they go, cut, and then they just walk out from behind whatever it's at. Because yeah. it's so awkward the way they walked into it. Anyway, uh, not they, he. Uh, <laughs> Walt, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I will try not to get emotional when I say this. Uh, as a gentleman has no, uh, Star Trek means, I mean, it means a lot to my family and stuff, but it, it, it wasn't part of my life. Um, he's 86 years old. If this is the last thing he does to see the joy, like Elliot, Josh at Flapper Saturday night, Mm -hmm. people online to see the joy that this little appearance made by an original cast member, the joy that Walter's appearance made uh, gave to these people. If this is his legacy, he's going out high. Fantastic. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, it's really. He did a great job. Right. And and I it was, again, not to spoil anything, but the writing, the way they wrote him in was good. Yes. I, I I thought it was very very nice and the the showrunners of that series have have made it their business to do a lot of those kinds of things and it was very nice to see them go to that extent I I, I appreciate it yeah I, I agree with you and uh, uh, as a guy that uh, again I don't know anything about it I know that Picard's got a son and he, they, they they've, I guess they've had their ups and downs like any father son Matt oh boy. Um, and uh, sounds like a that sounds like fertile ground for television drama. Oh, dude, it is. It's first of all, it's original, <laughs> right? Even three hundred years in the future, they're, still dads and sons. Yeah, they're still dads and sons. Thank Do they goodness. play Cat um, Stevens ever? It's not time. It's about to say to make a change. Uh, anyway, it's great, and I, I uh, you know, I hope at eighty six he still has more opportunities to do some things. But again, if this is his, if this is his last Star Trek thing, yeah, great, cool. because it's 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 uh, it's fantastic, and uh, very very happy for him. Um, and then very quickly, speaking of flappers, uh, did a show at Flappers at the Yoohoo Room with our buddy uh, Matt Donnie Donaher mm-hmm. and a couple of uh, Never Not Funny fans that were there from out of town, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice to see them, and just nice to see all sorts of uh, of people out there and. Uh, it was a good show. Very good show. Very good show. Donner nice. was a little weak. But uh, uh, he makes me laugh. Even the jokes I've already heard before make me laugh. And uh, he's just a good comic. He's just a very good comic. And uh, this guy, Greg, that opened another name, Kyle. Everybody did a good job. As I opened up my show with, I said, you know, when they asked me to do these monthly shows, I said, but I will if you only have four bland white dudes on the program. <laughs> and Flappers said. that's what you're used to from this room. Yeah, I can't have, di- can't have anything different at night. <laughs> I wear my white dudes at bland dudes at night. Nah, that sucked. All right. <laughs> I never claimed to be average Al Yankovic. Um... And then the big news in the Pardo household today. Yeah. Break, we, what, what could be breaking news? Oh, boy. Could be breaking news at some point. Could could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, at 11, we, I believe we're 10 minutes away, 1140 a.m., young Oliver Griffin Pardo is at the DMV taking his written driving test. Holy boy. shit. Oh, my God. So I said, it's up to you whether you want to text and tell me how it went. 
if you want to give us breaking news. And he goes, well, it might depend on how it goes. And I go, you know what? We can't do it that way. Because if I don't get the text, I would assume it didn't go well. And if I do get the text, you know, it's like, so I go, uh, so I said either. So it, it, the truth be told, I don't know where we landed. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it's going to be. I'm just going to wait and surprise you at home, Dad. Right. Or I'll text you either way. I don't know which way it went. So that's good. So that means if you don't get a text, you don't assume he didn't get it didn't pass because you don't know what anything means anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Just a, you're an old man who's confused. Right. <laughs> Dr. Carlson's out at Fox. I don't know what's happening in the world. Yeah. Don Lemon, too. Yeah. Don, Don Lemon's gone from CNN. Yeah. yeah. Fired him. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. I saw Don Lemon do an interview last week that was the greatest interview I've seen on news in on the news in uh, 2015 since uh, that election started. Mm-hmm. Don Lemon held some guy's feet to the fire in a way, and then Poppy Harlow said uh, asked a question that said, "Don, you have anything more?" And he goes, "What's the point? It's not going to answer him anyway." And it nice. was like he was great. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we've been unfair to Don Lemon. He's he's he's, he's the only guy that seems to be holding their feet to the fire. Maybe he did that because he knew he was on his way out. That could be it. So he's like, who cares? I'll just yeah say what I think. But I, didn't I also hear something about he's not a good guy? That's or, I heard that too. Yeah, like he right. wasn't wasn't good to people. Looks good in a jacket though. Sure, <laughs> does look good in that jacket. Remember when he remember when he we used to laugh at him? He was drunk on New Year's Eve. I didn't like that whole. This, I only saw it this past New Year's, but the MSNBC one, his whole family it. with him. So yeah, it's right. Awkward. It's awkward. He's it, like it, pimping it, out his nephew who's playing football. I'm like, who gives a fuck about your nephew? You don't, don't care about the lemon children, <laughs> the no. lemon cousins. Uh, he's got a, Arizona's looking at him. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> who's he? He's not, he was no one to me. <laughs> Don, Don, I, Don, I barely know who you are. <laughs> right. Uh, I, didn't, well, I didn't know where Dan Rather's nephew went to college, and I don't need to. He went to Harvard. Idiot. Oh shit! Okay, what are you talking about? Well, now I do care. Uh, by the way, if it, if I if, it, if I'm right, it's Harvard. But first of all, it's not, it's not a big stretch. It doesn't that seems? I mean, nephew. Who knows if you even had one? I should have. Uh, I, I, you know, North Northwestern, Harvard, Yale, all would have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I would have said, uh, you know, University of Wisconsin Madison, dumb fuck, and then <laughs> it is that. That would be That'd amazing. Be insane. Um, Garen's looking it up. There's well, Don no, Lemon's going to be. How do you look up Dan Rather's nephew college? No way to find that out. There's no way to find First, that. you have to figure out if he has nephews, which I assume he does. Right. Look it up, Darren. Look it up. All right. That was fun. Thought there'd be a second thing there. I, I know I've heard that before, <laughs> but, but I'm still, glad there wasn't. I, I liked how it ended. Nice and tight. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, well, we wish Don Lemon luck. I wish sure. uh, wherever he goes. And, uh, and Oliver, we, we wish Oliver. Oh, luck. we wish Oliver luck. So this is to get a, a learner's permit. This is to get the learner's permit, where then he has to do, I believe, sixty hours of behind the wheel, mm-hmm. and ten of those have to be with the school or something like. that. I don't know the exact numbers. With an instructor. Uh, yeah, with a paid instructor, um, and then the rest can be no. I, you know, ten it, ten hours have to be at night. Oh. And then X amount have to be with the instructor, and then the rest with you know your parent, of course. So how do they know if you did sixty? They don't. I think they're hoping that you don't want your kid not knowing how to drive. Right. Um, it's much different than when I, you know, although my parents taught me to drive, but I still had driver's ed and, you know, uh, through the school, we'd go there on, uh, uh, during the summer in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, from eight to 10. And as I told Oliver, mostly it was, uh, oh, I'll never be able to remember this guy's name, but uh, my guy was, it was basically the, the gym teachers who wanted to make extra money. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly us driving from, uh, fast food drive through the fast food drive through to get him more coffee because he was hungover from the night before. <laughs> oh, no. It was mostly that. And being naive, and it took me into my 20s to realize, oh, that was the situation. He was right. he was hungover mm-hmm. um, every morning during the summer. <laughs> nah. uh, but you know what? When you think about it, 
if we're what am i 15 going out 16 to get my driver's permit so that's, that's the summer of driver's ed mm-hmm. uh which is a lot like the summer of 69 you know that sure uh, so i'm going to read but so we all fucked in the back seat that that's my re that's my new version right. of how that went yeah um by the way i was in a car literally you know my high school was very small mm-hmm. and uh i think only 200 and something not as small as yours but 200 something in my graduating class oh, okay I uh, in the whole school. and maybe not even that many but uh yeah. not not big i was in the car so there's you know there's three students in that and the and the teacher uh I didn't know these other two people, like which is insane. Yeah. Because we knew. Like, right. You would know. How are you the only two I don't know in this right. entire school? Yeah. And why do I have to spend the summer with you? <laughs> uh, and there's a chance, by the way, they too also were high and or hungover every morning. And mm-hmm. here comes you know me. I had band practice. <laughs> Rainbow Bridge is looking sharp, guys. <laughs> and they're like, "Could you do not be so energetic in the morning?" Uh, but what I would say, if we're 15 going on 16, and they're the, and they're the teachers that want to make a couple of extra bucks, and they're also hungover, they're probably in their 24. 20s. Yeah, they're early mid 20s, right? For sure. So, why not enjoy your summer, Don? <laughs> I remember his first name was Don. I couldn't pull his last name. I mean, I've got one reason why not because they're responsible for children driving an automobile that they don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah. Did you have the car where they had a brake on their side? No. Oh really? No, we just had uh, cars that like the local regular car, okay. Chevy dealership let huh. us uh, borrow. Um, I had to go to a private uh, school, like a it was not through my school, so it was just like a you know you pay whatever, and a bunch of random kids would be assigned to one block of time. And but the woman did have the car that she had her own brake, and she had to use it once with me because oh, I, she was the kind of teacher who would just yell at you and berate yeah. you no matter what, and I did not uh, do well in those. Uh, I don't know if anyone does. Nobody. But I, yeah, I right. was very sensitive to it, and I was like, so she was just yelling and yelling, and and just being like, just really, uh, uh like, <laughs> whatever. And it and it frazzled the shit out of me to the point that I started going into an intersection, and a car was coming, and she slammed on the brakes, and she was like, for once, she was like, okay let's take a minute and like instead of because she like i think she realized oh my constant fucking berating of him <laughs> is why that happened so maybe i should chill the fuck out for a second right. but i got her back because i uh it was her car and i drove through a pothole with it so. <laughs> you showed her you showed her but i didn't I, that was not oh, malicious i just didn't know like i was driving and i was so like i have to stay between these lines right. I, i'm not supposed to deviate at all but there's a bottle there so it's like i guess i just go through it and she's like what are you doing you're ruining my shocks and i was like so you want me to swerve into the other lane i don't know what you want from me like yeah you I, keep yelling at me <laughs> like that that would have been that would have been breaking the rules that i'm trying to learn here but anyway well you're, you're driving today that's the good news <laughs> like the uh uh but i've driven with you and uh, boy do i wish i had a break on my side I really, <laughs> i'm a great driver uh, you are not a bad driver you're a maniac no that's not true <laughs> you are oh, no i don't uh, i'm scared when i'm in the car i will not you. tolerate that. you know what here's what can i be honest with you you're the guy that accelerates for humor you're like hi you know it'd be funny if i just slammed on the gas well right that's here. different that's different than being uh that's dangerous honest, that's it's a that's a fun driver <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy doing a bit that's a different story it's a bit that what if a kid jumps out in front of you Wait, i'm not driving through a play school what's a play school those little toys those little plastic toys little yeah. um here's what i've discovered and i'll go back to driver's ed for 10 seconds uh, I've discovered that everybody that's in the passenger seat thinks the drag driving is a little crazy. Probably because because yeah. you're not in control and you're like, why, why are you going? Why, why are you doing that? You certainly you could see that you can change. Like, why? Like, well, and you and me are not that used to it. I don't think. Like, how often? Like, cause when I'm driving, I drive myself 
to and fro. But yes. then when the whole family's going somewhere, I drive. Like Elise doesn't drive if we're all together. Like she doesn't want to. She wants me to drive. So I'm never the passenger normally. Right. The, but the few times I am, it's usually with you yeah. on the road or something. You're and welcome. so it is a it is an it's an alien experience from my daily life. I am in the car in the passenger seat. Again, if you if I ask you to pick me up at the car dealership or something like right. we've done. Uh or uh Actually, this this shock nobody. If Danielle has to pick me up from the doctor because I've been sedated, <laughs> right? And yeah. then I'm in there, and even then, still, it's like uh, surely you can see that there's four car lengths between you and the car in front of you. Yeah. Um, in, in driver's ed, I uh, we learned on. I don't know the car at the time. No, you know what? It was the Buick dealership, the GM GM dealer. Mm-hmm. Whatever their smallest car was, they had a compact at the time. But so let's just say the Chevy Cavalier, even though that's not the car. Right. So a small. We understand what kind of car. But then when it came time, so anyway, you go for, what, six weeks to do this thing, however long it was. Yeah. Then the school, and the school paid for it, that you have the, you now will, to see if you graduate to get your, you know, a slip to then go and get your license. And yeah. then you have to take your real driver's test. Right. But you have to take the driver's test here. And we're waiting in line to do it. And I'm seeing which cars are lining up on which car I'm going to get stuck with. And I got stuck with a Buick LeSabre, <laughs> which is, you familiar with this? Yeah. A yeah. boat. It's a boat. Yeah. And so when it came time for me to parallel park, which, by the way, was the one and only day of driver's ed that I missed in the entire summer. Oh, no. So not only do I not really know how to parallel park, I've got to try to do it in a Buick LeSabre. And I'm doing it. And the guy, the guy next to me, I wish I could remember exactly what he said. It wasn't this, but because it, it was even more, he just... Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> and, and I was like, uh, no, he goes, no, that was not. It. He goes, were you not taught this? That's it's something along those lines. Yeah. And I had to, the teacher, the, the boozy told me to lie and say that I had, because if you missed something, you couldn't take they, your test. They were going to basically oh, bump boy. you back. Yeah. And so it's like, just say that you were, you know, that, that you were at all the classes and, um, and so I was like, yes, of course I was taught that. Were you we, we there for parallel parking day? And I didn't even know what those words meant. Like, Whoa. it was like, I, I was like. You didn't practice with your parents? Not parallel parking, no. Wow. Uh, and it was like, I was like, of course I know what it means. As it's clear, I don't. Because that's the one thing you can't just do instinct. You no. Have to, you have to practice it because it's an odd, specific thing where you're like, okay. You know, I, the trick I learned was like, you turn, the, you, you get next to the car in front of the spot. Mm-hmm. And then you turn the wheel like one rotation uh, towards the spot and then go back 30%, then straighten out 30%. Wait, one rotation, you mean you mean uh, away from the spot? Uh, no, no. Well, to, if, if, you're the, here. If, if you're parking to the right of you, you turn the wheel to the right once. And then you... Yeah. And then you back it, you go 30% in, and then you straighten it out and go 30% more. And then you turn it back the other way twice. So two two revolutions to the left and then the final bit i don't know uh i mean you weren't there that day jimmy so you don't know i'm telling you now well that's this a good is how point. it works uh but i have parallel park <laughs> in fact i did it just today as i got here sure um i don't know first of all i i don't know if we what, how what you get out there with your compass or whatever to figure out the percentage <laughs> uh that's a very uh, that's a very specific it's percentage 30, it's just it's how it, uh, you know you go a third yeah a third of the way um i don't know i i just go by feel i go by touch and feel mm-hmm. and um uh, if it means I got to turn it nine times, I turn it nine times to fit in the spot. Uh, I mean, that's how I learned it. And then I I don't always abide by it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you kind of feel like uh, it'll be quicker if I just crank it all the way and go a little. And then, you know, you just kind of, yeah, like you just Let's do. agree it's harder to get into a big spot than it is a little spot. 
Um, I have a tough time. I have hmm. a tough time parallel parking if there's too much room. I know what uh, you mean. Because then you kind of come in because you don't really kind of know how to gauge it in the back. So you kind of come in. Yeah, you just Garrett, feel like... is this car talk confusing at all to you? <laughs> You've been in a car. I don't know how to spell parallel, let alone parallel park. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> a tricky word. You may not be alone in this room. I know what's nice is there's two L's that are parallel to each other right in the middle of That's it. That's a good That's point. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like yeah. they've thought about that. That helps you out, right? Yeah. Right. It, twin, uh, twin towers of parking. <laughs> remember the... Uh, never forget my man. Uh, remember my uh, my Volt had that uh, automatic parallel parking, which yeah, was... I've never had that. The greatest thing in the world. My yeah. God, it's, it's the one feature I miss. I love my vehicle. I love my Hyundai, but boy, do I wish it had that because that was, uh, boy, that was a joy. That was a joy. You look, they go, yeah, this spot's big enough. You press the button, let go of the wheel. Now turn the wheel. Park. That would be the one thing, like, I don't necessarily, like, that sounds cool and I would take it, but at the same time, I don't need it. But what I would like is just the car to tell me whether the space is big enough. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's I agree. Yeah, that's nice. Like a sonar of some sort. Yeah, too. yeah. You've, Let, you've got yeah. you've got a you've got six inches on either side. If you feel lucky, go for it. I, but the yeah. but this I'm assuming this car would say that spot's not big enough if there was only six inches. Whereas for me, uh, you know, I'm the king of six inches. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> I'll go in. I, you well, remember the other day? Was it you, Garen? You walked by and you're like, "Did you park in that spot?" And I was like, "Yeah, it, it was crazy." You got in, huh? How tight it was. I pride myself on being able to get into crazy little spots, and I, I'm not getting to let no robot tell me I can't park there. I, I think that the uh, competition is in order with the oh. robot. No, no. Well. You, with I, you, you with think you're good at it too? Car? I mean, I'm, I'm. Do you two have to be these fucking whip our dicks out on every goddamn topic? Also, <laughs> oh, you have a Who tiny gives little. A shit? Well, that, you have true. a goddamn matchbox car. <laughs> well, no, you can't but, compete with this. But back in the day when I at UCLA, I would get into spaces where there was an inch on either side. Back in your UCLA days, <laughs> UC, yes, yeah. Because well, like the reason prime. why I say, the reason why I say that is because parking was such a pain in the ass at campus, and yeah. I didn't like. Like I could have parked off campus, but then it's like a half hour to go three miles because the because the neighborhood wouldn't let the buses go through the neighborhood. Um, so I would try to find spaces and and like there'd be a space to be just barely big enough. If you're going to do this, this challenge, <laughs> and I don't recommend you do it at all either, because I can't think of anything less interesting. Uh, you have to use the same vehicle. Oh, that's fair. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Buick Saber. <laughs> well done. If you could get a Buick Saber, you know I, I'm down. Boy, That's have not I, a bad idea. Have I ever parked? I parked my, when I had my dad's uh, Aerostar, which was like an extended one. That was pretty big, but not as wide as a Buick Saber, because Buick Saber is pretty wide too, right? They were, a, they were a crazy big, wide, long car. And the wheels weren't like at the corners, because the Aerostar, the wheels were, like the front wheels anyway, were really close to the front. But the Buick Saber, like you had, probably had like a foot and a half in front of the wheels. And, and probably in the back with the trunk. Maybe even yeah. more behind the wheels. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember that. I didn't get out there again. I didn't have my protractor. Um, <laughs> not to just kind of keep saying compass and protractor. Not to throw my play. throw my uh, rural weight around here, but I learned to parallel park in a Chevy Suburban because that's oh boy. what my mom had to like you know get bales of hay from <laughs> right <laughs> you know to throw in the but back. That's even that's, that's like being in that deck circle with the, with a weighted bag exactly. Yeah. So like learning to park with that fucking behemoth was great sure. because everything else was easy after that. And then she got a stick shift volvo one of those, oh, those volvo station wagons those mm-hmm. little ones uh and it was like you, the little one like the 1800 not the little you know like remember they there was like the fancier one like it was the one that was the only one for a long time okay. but then they made a fancier one all right it, it was like a 240 i forget what the numbers were but uh but yeah but that was a pain in the ass to parallel park just because of the stick part of it mm. uh, was kind of irritating well it, more and than it, irritating you, you like yeah and it was and it was a and station you, gotta, you gotta do the clutch I and mean, as you're trying to parallel park right. releasing the clutch the right yeah. 
Oh. So the, between those two things, I felt like I, I got like, yeah, that's like, you you know, climb Everest so that you can go over a molehill. All right. So we're not doing Is this, good but I feel, but I feel like <laughs> it wasn't, but I went along with it in the parallel parking Olympics. I think there are two major events. One is smooth park. In other words, do it in as few moves as possible. Right. And number two is small park. Tight spot. Right. So so you can take as many turns as you want, but it's a very small space. Here's the other thing. When you're doing it, when I did it for that examination in the the saber, you weren't parallel parking between cars. It was cones. It was cones. Right. Which makes it even harder. That's not easy. Because you can't really see the cones. Right. Right. You can't see them the way you see a car. Especially in a Buick. Especially if you're, what was I at the time? Four foot seven? Oh, goodness. I thought about that. So I'm literally not fair because from where you're sitting, the, the cones aren't visible. Right. You have to just kind of guess that that's where they are. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Was but a I assume nightmare. the spot was plenty big. They wouldn't make it like unnecessarily no, small for you. You're, they probably, you know, let's, let's be fair to them. They probably made it as easy as possible right. to get these fucking kids out of here. <laughs> right. And let's go finish. Let's, yeah. let's enjoy the rest of our summer. Let's yeah. go. Let's go crack open some right. some buds yeah. and not worry about having to get up and teach these assholes every and, morning. And, and, and since you've been into the parallel parking class, this is going to be a piece of cake yeah, for you. Right. Yeah. Because you've already done this with these cones. Yeah. And I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the last ones too. like. So like yeah. it should have been fresh in my mind. <laughs> um, but I do remember the day that I missed. uh my mom made a big deal of it. I, I slept overnight at Doug Harlow's uh, house. Doug Harlow has since passed away. Uh, but we had a band. Uh, it may or may not have been uh, Screaming Sucker Malibu uh, recon. Oh, it may boy. have been. It may have been some recon uh, times to find your stage lights. Uh, yes. Uh, so go back to season one to enjoy that story. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was a sleepover at Doug's. It was me and Paul and Doug um, and maybe Mike. Um and then my mom was like, don't forget you have driver's ed in the morning. You can stay overnight, but don't forget that. I'm going, oh, Paul will bring me. You know, uh, Paul had a car and was already 16 and was able to drive. And I go, Paul bring me. And so we all oversleep. We race there. <laughs> we get there as they're all driving away, uh, except my teacher was the first car. So he was long gone. Uh, like, so we couldn't uh, catch up to. Right. That car. So yeah. it was like, so we like, so now he's racing through Oak Forest trying to find the car. Uh, so oh, the, the, so you just jump in. Yeah. Yeah. So the, but, yeah, yeah. Trying to find that. And then, then I even said, I go, he always stops at the McDonald's first. Let's go to the McDonald's. Uh-huh. Then we go to the McDonald's. We're just sitting there like, oh, I guess somebody didn't drink last night. I, I didn't know that was the case. So like, I'm making that joke in retrospect. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Don Schlitz. No, damn it. Schlitz. Schlitzburger. It can't be Schlitz. Good call. Don something, man. So if I if I can, while you're trying to root around for that, no, no, you can't. <laughs> Certainly can't help. <laughs> Certainly can't help. <laughs> hey, while you're trying to think of a name, do you want to hear him prattle on about something else? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear him prattle on when I say, "Hey, Elliot, what's up with your life?" Yeah. What do you got? So uh, two things. Yeah. One, I'm ninety percent sure that in our testing, we had the double wheel car. So not just oh. the brakes, but oh, also you had the steering. steering wheel. Yeah, I don't remember it having any this huge uh, psychological impact, though. I don't. I didn't have any of that stuff. My whole stuff was the testing thing, which I've already told that story. But the other thing was, I only um, uh, learned with my dad once, and he made fun of me. I want to say it was one thing, but I'm going to be honest and say what it really was, which was he made fun of me for slowing down because the walk signal had turned red. In other words, I knew the yellow light was coming. Oh, oh and so he he was like, keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you were being he, extra cautious. Yeah. He, he didn't know what I had done at first. Then he goes, did you slow down because there was a red walk signal? 
I'm like, well, yeah, there's going to be a yellow light in a second. And there wasn't. So I stopped in time. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> it, you know, my, my mom was a better teacher. My dad is a very good teacher, but not when it came to driving. My mom mm-hmm. was better at it than my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my dad doesn't swear very often. There's the famous story I've told where he pulled up to a self-serve. They wanted him to prepay. And he went, fuck that noise. And we sped out. <laughs> Hello, John. Come on and sit right there comfortably. Take a sip out of your oversized thermos. Yeah. Um, my hydro flask. And uh, my... Uh, my dad was teaching me one day, and I, um, uh, I forget what kind of car we were in. And I, to be, to, I know, I know you're not a fan of my my uh, my auto hijinks, but, <laughs> but and something I thought was funny, uh, I slowed down. Uh, I saw a hitchhiker again. This is the '80s, so people were hitchhiking mm-hmm. still. I slowed down and then sped up, and my dad goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, I, I, "I thought it'd be funny." And he's like, why would that be funny? You scared the shit out of that guy. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. All right. Good point. <laughs> and him. Too, and, and him. Yeah. I'm now, not, now I'm rattled. Yeah. The whole thing's a disaster. Oh, boy. All right. John Henson walked in, in the middle of a story. Why not? Huh? Garen doesn't know how to time things. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it's getting quicker and quicker with you out in the hallway. John, did he walk you through everything that needs to happen? He gave me the opportunity to use the little boy's room. Okay. That's A. B, he told you to sit in the blue chair when he came in? Yep. Did he say Jimmy's probably going to yell at you when you walk in? Did that uh, happen? He didn't, but I. Oh, that's it. the one time I forgot to say that. Forgot to I say it. Usually say that. Did you say we're on the we're, yeah, we're recording? The of the show. There, was, yeah. uh, there was some. He, he pretended to know what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's been here ten years. Still have to have a sit down with him once a week. So yeah. he started when he was what six? <laughs> You're very kind. I'll take it. You're very kind. I'll take it. He's like Renfield. He's uh, <laughs> he's been here a <laughs> long time. Do we have to cut him in half and count the circles. I would. He's uh, he's older than you think he is, uh, just based on his uh, you know place in life. Wow. Oh, yeah. Station in life was, I guess, the phrase we all wanted me to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. All right, listen, let's do this. John Henson's here. Yeah. Early. Because you're professional. Right. Professional. Six minutes. Uh, but we have a piece of mail over here that we've been meaning to open. And so let's open that. Then let's take our break. Yeah. All right. So, uh, John, we're going to have to quickly open a piece of mail. Please. Sit tight. If you have to use the little boys room, go right ahead. I think Garen will show you where that's at. Right on the corner. Not doing that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Mail. Theme song playing. All right. I'll let this thing play out. Usually the theme song covers me opening up the uh, the box or something with a box cutter, but this is a package, not like a child. Uh, Garen sucks. Uh, this is a uh, like wrapping paper. Uh, it says Harley Davidson as if uh, it's a birthday party for a uh, racist biker a child. <laughs> This comes to us, I, I don't know if there's a note involved, but it comes to us from John DeCoven. Right. Hand-delivered. Uh, Hand-delivered. He was at that flapper show uh, earlier this month. And uh, it all has to do with, the, we were talking about these candies, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, God damn it. Uh, lion candy bar? Remember somebody mentioned that? Oh, wow, Who yeah. mentioned that? I forget. Somebody. Did somebody mention these lion candies? We were talking about British candy. That was with Matt, right? Donner? Oh, was that? Yeah, it was with Donner. Yeah, because he brought all those other. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to be furious when he hears this. This is wafer filled with caramel and wheat cereals, so uh, covered in milk chocolate. So if, if that doesn't sound like a delicious candy, yeah. I don't know what does. So coming in, Garen. Enjoy that. So we, we thank John DeCoven for the... Uh, oh, there is a note. My apologies. I, I opened from the wrong side. There, Jimmy, Matt, Elliot, and Garen. Uh, these are the candy bars that Colt, Colt Cabana. Got their answer here, guys. Oh, Colt. Colt Cabana was telling you about from the UK. Enjoy. Love, John and Julie DeCoven. All right, great. Thank you, John and Julie. 
I like how John just heard the name John, looked up as if it was, <laughs> if it was his turn, <laughs> took time away from texting. Yeah, am, I to, am I supposed to be paying attention? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If you want to get in the tune of the show, you pay attention. But if you want, you want to be over there on Twitter and sucking up the musk, you do your thing. I think he's doing great stuff over there, by the way. I'm glad to have my blue check mark on. Mm. It frees me up. Right? No more obligations. No more obligations. Come in, Karen. But the crazy part is the people who didn't get theirs taken away, who didn't pay for it, and then now they have to go, hey, I, I didn't pay for this. I, I, did, I don't want this. Like, Tr- Trixie Mattel, or, was or, that her name? Yeah, like, oh, M- yeah. like MIT had to come out and say, like, we did not pay for this. Right. We still have it for some reason. He's oh. breaking the law, right? That's not legal. To, to, to pretend that you're a customer? To pretend that these people are paying for a service they're not paying for. You know, John's texting with him right now. Let's find <laughs> out. Is it against the law? Is it, are you on legal? It has he to be. He says he's going to get right back to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go, Matt. Oh, here comes you. a lion bar. Did you get one of these yet, Gary? Uh, Elliot, you get no, a lion uh-uh. bar? Coming in hot. There you go. Uh, uh, by the way, I just want you mentioned Cole Cabana. I did. He came up, uh, uh, Jackbox uh, had a uh, like a little pre-announcement of their next uh, Jackbox 10. Yeah. And Colt came up as a as a somebody who they said, hey, uh, this person likes our, our thing. We're going to put him in our video. So uh, mm, apparently he's cool. a big Jackbox user and Jackbox uh, recognized him. All right. Well, we thank Jackbox for that. Oh, <laughs> why do I thank him? Uh, we like Colt and we like Jackbox. Yeah. Uh, right. We used Jackbox for uh, our, our last game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick sure. flash. Uh, all right. Listen, let's take a break. John Henson's here, yep. uh, first-time guest, but I've, no, I've known John a long time, but I believe we've only ever met once in person. I'd be interested to see if John agrees with that, or maybe he's going to say there's a, a second, maybe even a third time, that that uh, uh, former alcoholic Jimmy Pardo does not remember. <laughs> okay. uh, not former alcoholic. I, I am, wait. Recovering. For, recovering. Recovering. There you go. Uh, sober. Sober. 24, 24 years sober, Jimmy Pardo doesn't remember, because uh, I did meet John in my boozy days. <laughs> and, uh, Is this bleeding deacon, Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo? <laughs> I don't know what Bleeding Deacon means, but I love it for my fantasy baseball team name for next year. Right. What does it mean, Bleeding Deacon? Bleeding Deacon? You never heard that phrase? I don't know that phrase. It's not one I'm familiar with. It's a, a, more, sort of a sanctimonious sober man or woman. Does that apply to me, do we think, as you guys you know, that know the, me on a regular the, the, basis? The sort of like I've spilled more liquor than you've ever drank kind of guy? Uh, that, well, I don't think I was that guy. Okay. But... Uh, I mean, I had to quit. So, I mean, I mean, I, was, I wasn't not that guy. You know what I mean? Somebody might have got a little bit of a uh, couple of drops on their shoes. Uh, we got Oliver's trivia question. Yeah. And also, as we mentioned, we are on Oliver uh, Driver's test alert. Yeah. I did get a text okay. uh, that they have, uh, uh, they need a document of some sort. And uh, nobody can see to remember where this document is. Oh, no. So, uh, I, it, this will suck, but there's a chance the... Test is going to be delayed. Okay. All right. So, uh, but let's hope not. Fingers crossed uh, that he got to, is able to take the test and he uh, passes with uh, flying colors, just like his old man did. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Hey, Earnin is an app that gives you access to uh, your pay as you work, up at one hundred dollars per day or up to seven hundred fifty dollars per pay period. Why? Because life doesn't happen biweekly. Why should your payday? Yeah, I mean, you got a, a lot of stuff going on in your life, probably like we all do, and. Uh, you just never know when an unexpected expense will come along. Like it could be a, a vet bill if your if your doggy gets sick, or uh, you know maybe you have tickets to an amazing concert you've someone you've always wanted to see, and and you have a, a rare opportunity to buy those tickets. You just need to get them right when they come out. So now you can get the money you earn in your hands today with earning. Uh, Matt gave you a bunch of reasons why you would have to do it. Over three and a half million people are already uh, using this thing. They say things like this, Matt. When I think about earning, well, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. 
Was that Casey Kasem or Johnny Carson? Or it was Casey. It was Casey Kasem and um, <laughs> Casey Carson. No, Carson's out. Okay, nothing to do with Carson. Right. It was Casey Kasem and the the guy that used to do the Dodgers. Why am I? Oh, Vince Scully. It was Vince Scully. It was, yeah. it was a combination. Of, uh, it went Farber John. When we talk about the Dodgers. Uh, so it was a combo of those two. Right. But I understand that it, it also had a little bit, a little bit. But Carson's over here. Uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That will help this show. Never Not Funny again under podcast, if you would, please. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin. Get your money now. Hey, we've got a new sponsor, Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. I always like we have a sponsor that we've already used prior to them becoming a sponsor. And it just is, they call that serendipity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then multiplicity is a, is a Michael Keaton movie that doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply at all. But you, as a Belknap family, you yes. guys use Greenlight Financial. We, we do use the Greenlight debit card. Zoe has the card. We have the app. Um, she makes money tutoring. Uh, it's like a l- little side hustle that she started during uh, lockdown. Is that a side hustle or her only hustle? Well, her main hustle is school. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not a paying gig, but it's, it's what her focus right. should be, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, she... So she makes money and and because of, uh, you know, the way the world is like the, she gets paid through Venmo to, to Elise's Venmo and then Ven, and then Elise can put that money into, onto her Greenlight card and then she can use it when she wants to go uh, out to lunch with a friend. Get or, a cup of coffee. Sure. I hope she's not drinking. Well, she drinks latte. So I guess that's a coffee. But yeah. <laughs> no guessing. I, I was I just didn't I didn't like the idea that my daughter's drinking coffee. It seems, uh, seems dude, wrong. You and I are, seem to be the only parents that think it's weird for teens to be drinking <laughs> coffee. It seems like an adult beverage. But yeah. every teen, my son doesn't, but uh you know, he keeps his temple clean. He gets a, you know, he gets a, you know, an alcoholic beverage. Like, of course. Like, a, like his old yeah, man. Whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, listen, green lights are a great way. It's a great way to go here. The Belknaps love this thing. They don't stop talking about it. Off the air, Matt said, you know, one day it's only a dream of mine to have Green Light Financial be a sponsor. And I said, well, today's your lucky day. Well, it does. It just makes it easy to get your kids, you know, in this in this modern age where a lot of places don't even take cash anymore. It just makes it easier for them to go yeah. out and buy things. It also it's very useful in that it, it allows you to set things up like chores and then the, you can like auto pay when the chores are done or you can do that manually if you prefer. If you, if the chores aren't getting done, you don't want it auto paying them. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool features. Do like you that. give her a coffee break during those chores? <laughs> well, obviously, she's got to have her latte re- really sure. recharge. Absolutely. Now, Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids uh, and keep an eye on kids spending and saving. Uh, while kids and teens build money, confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's not just the Belknaps. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate together. Now, here's the call to action, Matt. Okay, I'm listening. You don't have to do it. You're already in. I know, but I still want to hear what they say. Okay. Uh, Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month for free. Hmm. When you go to greenlight.com slash pardo, that is greenlight.com slash pardo to try Greenlight for free, greenlight.com slash pardo. I, you know, I know it's around that website. It looks, it looks easy peasy. Uh, and the, as I said, the Belknaps use this thing. Greenlight.com slash pardo to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash pardo. Greenlight. Raise smart money, kids. 
Hey, buddy, what, that sounded a little weak, didn't it? That sound, there it is. It was a little muted. What happened the first? I was muted. So it was my finger over the thing, but that could be, who cares? Not important. Welcome to the program, everybody. Welcome back to 30, uh, what are we at? 3209, is what you yeah. guys told me? Uh, John Henson is here. Now, listen, they just went to the bathroom during the break, and we'll bring John into the mix. Uh, th- this shirt's too blousy. It's a little too blousy. I was looking at the neck area. It's a, it's, it's a little... It's I don't a, dislike it. It's different for you, though. It is... Uh, it, uh, it's different only in the sense that it's too big. It's... Mm. Um, looks, looks fine. I, I bought it... No, it's... Look, it's got it's got the, you know, the, 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 the flying squirrel wings uh. Uh, underneath <laughs> the armpits. Uh, it's too it's too big. It's too too flouncy. Garen, you don't think so. Thank you, Garen. I don't think so, no. Thank you for turning on your microphone. Don't be look good. <laughs> Appreciate that. You look, you look great, boss. You look great, boss. Thank you. Uh, welcome back, uh, guys. Anyway, John Henson is here. Hello, John. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Getting I got to tell you, I think the shirt, I, I'm getting like DJ in Ibiza kind of vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what's wrong with that? I'm getting I'm getting like foam party and uh, and and house music and pacifier vibes. From this shirt? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do I not understand this shirt? To me, I actually thought it was the other. I thought this looked nerd, uh, like Nerdville. No, it looks hip. No, this it, looks like a hip shirt. It has texture and pattern to it. That's yeah. not that's yeah. not typical nerd. I bought yeah. this shirt at a very boutique outfit called Target. <laughs> I didn't know that they sold hip. Yeah, mm. there's not a single there's not a single uh, piece of text on that shirt. How could it be a nerd shirt? It is. Uh, it's got a series. Of, I want it to be uh, just one elaborate Morse code signal. Oh, it, it may be. <laughs> what, what is the, what does the dash mean? And uh, what is one? It ju- yeah, it's just the shirt is just like 30 minutes of well, I'll be with you in a moment I'll be with <laughs> you in a <laughs> code. Yeah. yes uh, it's a lot of dashes for those just listening it's a lot of dashes yeah. and uh, I wish I would have bought the small is what I'm saying I'm between sizes at the moment I thought the small was going to be too tight and uh, yeah. I, I thought the medium would be just right and it uh, turns out maybe a little blousy <laughs> Anyway, John Henson's here. Now, John, I, I'm going to go back uh, to what I mentioned. I, uh, while I know, I've known you a long time, I certainly know your work. Sure. Uh, some wonderful as I, television as I, shows. As do I know yours. I thank you for it. Uh, <laughs> I want to say we've only met one time. Okay. Do you even remember? Do you think that's? Do you not even think it's that one time? Do I? First of all, do I have to commit to an answer yet? Can <laughs> I not hear you begin to describe it mm. before I? Uh, it, uh, no, I'm just wondering if you do you is there more than once and I don't remember. I, I, is, look, did you even think it's zero? I assume we are we met in a comedy club. No. Then I don't remember. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> 1995. Oh my god. Now you got it. No, I mean uh, 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 was it at E? It was not at E. It was not at E. It was I would have been in LA. You That's were in LA. when I moved here. We were in all right, let me uh we were right off of Beverly. We right oh off of at Beverly. guys. No. Uh, uh Jerry's Deli. <laughs> no. Jesus, right off of Beverly. Swingers. No, it's not a restaurant. I, um, I can just give you the answer. Yeah, please. <laughs> it at was this point, yeah. July fourth of nineteen ninety five. Okay. And we uh, were at that park. What's it? The Pan Pacific? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Pan Pacific Park. Right. Uh, it was me, uh, 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 former uh, former guest of the show, current whack job, Jimmy Dore. Yep. Um, oh, okay. Gigi New. Yep. And Emily Cutler. Emily Cutler. Yep. And, yes, I do. Yes. Yes. And who was the fifth wheel? Me? Me! Oh, I thought it was me. <laughs> no, you, uh, I want to say you and Emily uh, were still friendly with each other. Is that yeah, possible? Yeah, still are. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe Chip Chinnery might have been there, too, if I'm sure. not mistaken. Sure, yep, uh, now it all comes together. So maybe together. I was not the fifth wheel. Maybe just both Chip and I were there and, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, without ladies. Uh, but that was it. I want to say that's the only time that uh, you and I ever met. And then yeah. uh, 
I, 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 uh, we, we did whatever we did for the 4th of July. We probably shot sparklers out of our asses. And right. I think that's what made Jimmy Dore so patriotic. Right. And then we moved on. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah he red-billed, man. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I remember. It's so funny um, because I, I, I only knew, like, two or three people in L.A. when I came here. And, um, and I remember, now this would have been that probably that winter, so it would have been six months after I met you. But, uh, but E had given me as a Christmas present uh, a, uh, a leather jacket uh, that was, you know, uh, exponentially hipper than I was. Okay. Um, it was also, let's just say, blousey. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was uh, it was it was made for a man with much more girth. Okay. And um, but I felt obligated, you know. Did it and have I, the E logo on it? No, it was just a, just it was, a leather jacket. It was just a jacket that I would never in a million years have purchased on a retail basis. Okay. And I remember showing up to an event at Emily's, and she just looked at me and goes. What does this jacket say about us? <laughs> and the fact that she, the fact that she spoke with the royal wing, yes. what does it say about us? It was like the kind of thing where I'm a big believer in that you have to know your lane. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you can. And I just like took the jacket off on the spot, and I don't think I ever wore it because you just don't want to ever be that guy. And as we increase in age, even more so. Like I, my worst nightmare is being the guy that just like out of the blue decides I'm going to be the guy that wears cowboy hats now and then like you just start showing up in cowboy hats right. like that's always been your thing and everybody goes what the fuck are you doing take that yeah. shit off what are you, who are you now yes. you know like you just can't try that hard Yes, but don't you kind of admire the guys that do? Part of me does. Like it's like that guy likes vests. That guy's I, sticking with the vest thing. I would like to wear a vest. I mean, but you gotta phase it in. You gotta blend that in. If you just become that guy yeah. overnight, I mean, look. What I admire about that is the ability to suspend disbelief. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and just be like, yeah. every I will just mind meld everyone into thinking. I don't know. Hasn't he always been the guy that wears vests? Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when you get your braces off and suddenly you can't tell. What it was like when you had braces, people can't even remember that you had. It's like yeah. I just I admire anybody who's like no one will notice, you know. And it's like no, we all notice. Yeah, we all, we're all thinking about it right now. No question about it. Yeah. Oh my God. But and I think the exact same thing. Uh, uh, whatever that's the situation. I agree. I'm, I'm I'm doing my best to agree with you. Yeah. How about a medication, John, that is affecting my memory <laughs> and my apparently my speaking? Mm-hmm. I'm a little trouble today, uh, but I'm going to get through it. Now you mentioned E. It was still called Talk Soup when you did it, right? Or yes. was it? Yep. You're one of the. It was Talk Soup. Talk Soup. Yep. And you came in right after Greg Kinnear. I did. And you were wonderful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It was a great time, man. It was. Uh, it was the the wild west of mid '90s basic cable. Right. <laughs> I mean, there were just literally no rules. And uh, no rules and no supervision. I mean, we were essentially children without a babysitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Um, and and, and the people that were the showrunners and the writers and stuff, uh, have they gone on to other things? Did they stay there forever? Like, what was uh, a lot of a lot of people were sort of e lifers. I mean, these weren't like they didn't. You know. I mean, they were they were paying people tens of tens of dollars. So it's not like these were like, you know, hey, we've head hunted comedy writers. It was like, hey, you used to write copy for, you know, uh, wild on about, you know, uh, celebrities on the beach in France. Now we're going to have you write for talk soup. Gotcha. And, and um, but, they, you know, we had brilliant people uh, loved dearly the people that were working on it. But there was like. I think there were three writers 
um, when I started three and and then myself and we were writing like you know three and a half hours of TV a week mm-hmm. like it was just there was just so much yeah we're three hours three hours of TV a week four half hours and then an hour and it was just it was it was like a marathon with no finish line you what, know? what was the hour refresh my memory of that the Friday show was an hour was the weekend long. version yeah. so we do Monday through Thursday we do a half hour and then Friday would be the hour long and we you know it was just it was uh, like an episode of I Love Lucy with the chocolates on the conveyor belt, just trying to get it all done. I mean, right. there was just, you know, I mean, you know, like you talk to guys on a show now and it's like, yeah, we're doing a half hour a week. We got 11 writers and um, and, you know, everybody writes four syllables. And, uh, you know, and it was like these, you know, these guys were just cranking shit out, yeah. you know, and then you get in in the morning and you'd look at the script and it was like, oh, do you not like that joke? Well, you have 35 minutes to write it. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah, one yeah. because then we're going to capture it on television right. for generations of viewers. To you enjoy. think generations are still watching? Well, actually, no. I, I, I take that back. There's no repeats um, because they, they didn't have the the. I mean, they they could repeat it in in what they call the fair usage category, which I think is one week. After that, we didn't have the rights to the talk shows, but oh, yeah. um, and such, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah, it yeah. was you know this occurred essentially pre YouTube, so right. it it just it's gone. Kaiser Sose, man. Yeah. Um, I have a copy of every episode I ever did. You do. Oh, wow. And how many seasons were you on there? Four and a half. Four did, and a half. That's did a little over 1,100 episodes. That's, God, Jesus Christ. Um, you. Um, but it was, it was, uh, it was per- you know, as a, as a comic, it was perfect because it was disposable. Like, you, you just didn't have time to lick your wounds over or gloat or whatever. It was just, you just shucking it over your shoulder and moving on to the next one like you just didn't it was um it was just again it was just like a marathon where you run and you run and you run and somebody hands you orange juice and you shit yourself and you keep running you know (laughs) it was also you you said you know pre-youtube the internet was around but not as heavily as it is now you probably didn't get the instant feedback on if a show was good or bad or not right you kind of just were like that, okay, see you tomorrow. I mean, it was, I think that ended up, um, in, in retrospect, I can see that that ended up really influencing the the whole vibe of the show because as a comedian, you're so geared towards live reaction, right? And, and of course, you're just, you don't have that. And, right. and, um, and so I was literally just playing to the guys in the room. Right. Like that was what I was trying to do was there was five or six guys on the floor, you know, maybe seven or eight. If if you had a day where there were a lot of people there and all you were trying to do was crack up the men in the room. And I and and it ended up, um, you know, becoming like an ecosystem unto itself. And I think if you're if 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 you're having fun then the audience has fun vicariously yeah. through you. Yes. You know what I mean? So it, the show became, and I mean this in, in, in the best way possible, uh, the most masturbatory thing that <laughs> could possibly participate sure. in other than actual masturbation. Yes. You know what I mean? Which because you did do once for an hour on a Friday as well. you got to fill time. <laughs> I got to um, <laughs> Right. You don't like that joke. you got to 35 <laughs> seconds. You know, minutes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was, it was really uh, – it never – it was I, I was so naive at the time. Um, was it your first gig here in in, in, in first on job. television? I mean, I had I'd done a pilot uh, before that. And, you know, a half hour, you know, you're going to be on evening at the improv or you're going to be on Caroline's comedy right. or you're going to do seven minutes in front of a wall. Um, but I had done a pilot for MTV that didn't go. Um, and then this was just like. 
you know, I just felt like Charlie with a golden ticket. Like, I was a huge fan of the show, and I just felt like I was so over the moon happy that um, it sort of suspended all reality. Like, it never never occurred to me that I might be fired or that right. the audience might loathe me after <laughs> their beloved host of Greg Kinnear. Like, I was going to, did they, did they dis, did, again, the internet wasn't as strong then, but did you still oh, get you, feedback that you, they were mad you were there and he wasn't? Every day, uh, well, like, you know, every day on the show or virtually every day, we, we had a, a, a voicemail number and then, you know, we would give out the address for people to, and so it was, you know, analog audience feedback. Um, mm. uh, you had to buy a stamp and go to a fucking post <laughs> to tell office, you that they hate you, know, you or at least have a touch tone <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean if you're on television somebody is in love with you and somebody wants to gouge your eyes out <laughs> like the fucking mountain in game of thrones uh-huh. like it's just that's just it it you know tv yeah. polarizes but it um you know i kind of learned pretty quickly like well i don't i mean there's going to be people on both sides of the, it's going to be good people yeah, on, on both sides, sides of that. <laughs> oh, 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 so, oh um, that's what he meant yeah, that and ladies and gentlemen jimmy door uh, um, <laughs> so uh um so we you know i i um i don't know we we never i mean i was there for over four years four and a half years and Nobody. I never had a note session. Not one. Wow. Ever. Isn't it, come on. No. No. No one from that network ever fucking sat me down <laughs> and talked to me about anything. <laughs> Ratings, material. You know, tone, direction. Not nothing. N- never. We. I had an executive producer. We showed our scripts to her. Uh, towards the tail end of my time there, I became one of the executive producers. We didn't show our script to anybody. The only time that I ever had someone, an executive from the network, talk to me, we had um, so we had we had gotten a clip. Uh, uh, um, uh, God, this was uh, one of my later years there, and Dustin Hoffman had done a junket for the movie i think it was like sphere or something and for some reason in this junket interview he got the giggles and he just couldn't stop laughing and out of the blue we get this like tape from his publicist like dustin hoffman thought you guys would have fun with this and we were like it's not a talk show clip like wait what what are we supposed to do with this and we were sitting in the writer's room and somebody goes whoa 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 wait a minute dustin hoffman sent us this clip therefore dustin hoffman knows we exist (laughs) therefore we have to have dustin hoffman on this show and we were you know it was like back then you're just like a hundred percent right we're all in agreement steam right ahead and and we could not come up with a reason to get him on like we knew and and one of my very young writers, Laura Carolyn at the time, um, I think was once an intern or an AP and became a writer. But she goes, that's going to take something drastic. I mean, that's 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 going to require like a hunger strike. And literally, I just went, we're adjourned. We're doing a hunger strike. Like, and we just that was it. And we just went on the air the next day. And I announced that I was going on a hunger strike until Dustin Hoffman appeared on the show. It was never thought through. Right. There was no payoff of like when we get him this is what we'll do if he never responds this is how we'll handle it it was just if you build it he will come kind of thing and so 
we just started mining that for comedy and every day I would wear larger and larger clothing. <laughs> we, we got a, Maybe I, that's I, why they bought you that leather coat. I, I sat in this little purple chair and we got a big version yeah, of yeah. it, you know, and, and I, and um, I started trying to make myself look, you know, sunken and, and, and you know, meanwhile, I, I probably fucking gained five pounds during the <laughs> hunger strike, but, um, and started doing interviews like released a press release and would just, you know, calling like, you know, getting blurbs in Entertainment Weekly and Us Magazine. And um, probably like eight or nine days into it, I think it was Fran Shea, the woman who would hire me, the, the woman that ran programming there, just like pulled me into her office in the hallway. Like I was just walking by and she goes, John? And it was one of those like, shut <laughs> um, And I, I walked back in her office and she goes, you guys have a plan for <laughs> what happens if he doesn't respond, right? And I was like, absolutely, you know? And it was literally the first I had ever thought of it. And, <laughs> and um, you know, walked back into the writer's room like, you guys were fucked. Um, and then like a day or two later, somebody walked up to me in the hallway, just ashen and went, Dustin Hoffman is on the phone and he wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like full out of body experience. And I sit down in this executive's office and they put him on speaker and he goes, all right, what are we going to do? Oh, you don't know. And I literally just like it was one of those like I will just start speaking and we will find out what I come up with. Um, and uh, and I was basically I was like, well, I am on my deathbed from the hunger strike and I am saying goodbye to the audience because I'm about to die and you walk in and I'm like, oh my God, you did it. You you came to save me and uh, you're actually there to serve me with a restraining order. <laughs> and, um, and he goes, all right, I'll be there Friday. <laughs> like that was it. Like it, and, and then like the morning of, he goes, he just calls again and goes, I'm bringing John Lovitz, so have something for him, too. And we were just like, yeah, uh, fuck yeah, we're going to have. I got a whole five-episode arc with Lovitz. Lovitz. I mean, it was, um, it was, yeah, it was nuts. There was no, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. Man. But it was funny. That's the best. It's the greatest thing that the I. The idea that you got, you never had a note is the greatest sentence in the history of show business. It was, it. Uh, uh, if I'm being truthful, it ruined me for the rest of right. this industry. Yes. Because it was the Garden of Eden. And, and then, you know, I left a short time later and went to ABC to do a pilot. And I just remember being like, to my other writers, like, hey, man. Who's that guy in the shitty suit that's never written a joke in his life who's telling us how to do comedy? And they were like, "Where? what What world do you live in? That's this business. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Walk me through this slowly. And, and everything since has just been like, oh, well, this is fun. But it's not as fun as if they let us do what we wanted. Right. <laughs> Uh, which is why we got into podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Which yeah. is why this started. And it, I realized that like 15 years after everybody was in a podcast. You know what I mean? It would be yes. like the equivalent of being the guy that's like, I think I'm going to get into Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> no, dickhead, you missed that You missed boat. the boat. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
lost a lot of money. Yeah. So are you, are you, I are came you, in that next day yeah. when I went, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, right after Jim Cramer was like, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I like that guy. I like the way he's calm, tells me how to handle myself in a very polite manner. Yeah. Trust uh, me, I rolled up my shirt sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. He gets his hands yeah. dirty. I'm gun. an everyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, uh, this is not my business, but did you leave there on, uh, did, was it your choosing to leave it or did? Uh, it was. Okay. Um, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was one of these, um, I mean, I, I've, I think I've sort of, I maybe I've told the story in the past somewhere, but it, it, um, you know, I, I, had, I had a four-year contract, um, and my contract was coming to a close, and we had agreed to, you know, continue while we were discussing another contract. And um, they had offered me a, another four-year deal. A um, couple of things had happened. Uh, you know, people were sort of sniffing around me, like in network television and stuff. And um, you know, E was like the equivalent of of you know being paid in ski ball tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And um, and so um, I wanted money. <laughs> and they, you know, they were like, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're paying you dog shit, but we're willing to give you a 5% bump mm-hmm. on dog shit. Um, th- that's not altogether true. They, they, they made me what for them was a very generous offer. It just was not network money. Right. Um, this was, you know, mid 90s, like they're throwing around fucking development deals. Like people are just, you know, it was, it was like the dot com boom for yes. development deals. For and, comedians. Um, right. Yeah. Simultaneously, I don't know if you will remember this, but um, tragically, a guest on Jenny Jones show was killed. From yes. Michigan. Right. Yeah. And William Bennett, who was a politician at the time, was like starting a war on the FCC. He was going to crack down on the talk shows and clean up the airwaves. And, um, and a lot of our cannon fodder, uh, like the boom of the talk shows was starting to die on the vine. Yes. Shows like Richard Bay and you know some of the crazier shows were 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 going by the wayside. And I was kind of looking downfield and going, um, I, I feel like I'm becoming a polar bear on an ice floe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And four years is a long time. Um, and I'd done 1,100 shows. Like, how many transvestite midget fight jokes can you write? Like, you know what I mean? Like, creatively, you're like, I kind of feel like I, you know, like I done this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, loved it, but right around that time, it was January in '99, I guess. Um, I went to uh, Chicago to do a live show at the State Theater, like same theater Letterman and Leno use. You know, um, and we had no idea what to expect first of all who books a fucking live show in chicago in january uh, not, you know not a smart person so um we also did that once yeah so <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect yeah, perfect um well it was good to see you um, you know uh but uh we were staying at i was staying at a hotel across the street and um uh, i got a call in the morning of the show and somebody said uh jesus christ look out the window and i looked out the window and it was like you know 8.30 a.m. and the show, you know, doors open at like 7 that night. And there was a line. Oh, really? Uh, uh, I, in, in January. January. Of wow. people who'd showed up like 10, 12 hours beforehand. And it was like wrapped around the block. Was It was general admission? Yeah. 
Well, that seems that's also a mistake. Whoever did this, <laughs> there are a lot of mistakes. That's the here. '90s, man. There were no rules. But at least your ego they had was not fed. invented assigned seating. Yet. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You may want to read. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I so the night comes around and I'm sitting backstage uh, with uh, at the time this um, woman who was uh, my girlfriend um, and uh, who would go on to become my first wife. And oh. um, and they, you know, we had filled this place like it was up into the balcony and um and people were wearing costumes and had signs and and uh and and they were they you know they hold the stage you know hold the open and and um people were stomping their feet and chanting chanting my name and um she looked at me and she goes dude you're fucking aerosmith like what is happening right, right now and um i was you know I don't know, 30. And um, and I we I went out for this big musical opening number and the the um, uh, uh, the curtain parted and I got a, a standing ovation, like a, you know, good long felt like forever standing ovation, maybe it was 30 seconds. And I just remember looking out at the audience and thinking, it's never going to get better mm. than this. Like it, it we this moment for me is peaking right now. There's no way to top it. And I don't want to be the guy that stuck around and fucking Sully Sullenbergered the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was very, it was an important era in my life. And I made the decision like in my head on stage. Like, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And um, and I did. And, you know, <laughs> look, here's the beautiful part of the story. Show at ABC didn't go bounced around for years after that. With like, nothing. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, just good, you know, I worked every year. I had a deal and did a pilot, but it, you know, didn't, took me a long time to get something. I think I had, you know, maybe three or four years later, I got a show on Spike TV that was canceled after 13 episodes. I get, you know, and, it, and then eventually I found Wipeout. But it was, you know, it's, it's not. I don't know. I feel like the no's in your career are just as important as the yeses. And I, I've made very controversial decisions in my career. I've turned mm -hmm. down big money jobs because it just wasn't, you know, appealing to me creatively. And I'm here to tell you that, like, it didn't always pay. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah, and he was the guy who fucking bought Amazon at 30 cents. Like, <laughs> no, I did not become a billionaire. I'm not Ryan Seacrest, but I'm totally at peace right. with the decisions that I made. You know, um, I don't, you know, I don't look back and think, boy, I fucked that up. I just think, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, um, I was content to just sort of say, I don't know. I want to make decisions that are true to myself and not always based on what's going to pay me the most. Yeah, yeah. Although in this case, I definitely took the job that paid me the most. So I've undermined myself. <laughs> <laughs> I should leave now. There you are. John Henson, everybody. Yeah. We appreciate you coming in. John, uh, to get away from show business for a moment or two, yes. let's know more about John Henson. You mentioned your first wife. Uh, that tells us that you're on, at minimum, your second wife. The <laughs> um, and are there children involved? Walk us through the, the Henson household. Uh, I... Uh, I I, I am. I have a nine-year-old and a twelve-year-old. I have a nine-year-old girl and a twelve-year-old boy. I got into the game late, man. I just wanted to get some points on the board <laughs> yeah. before the buzzer. No, I. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's funny because I know I'm. You know, I'm 140, and um, and and when I look at friends of mine on Facebook that like, 
you know, married girls that they went to high school with and, and their you kids. know, live in the hometown and their fucking kids have graduated college, yeah. you know, and they have kids. Right. And I'm spending my Saturdays at, you know, uh, uh, like VNSO Park watching nine year old girls play soccer. And if you've ever seen nine year old girls play soccer, soccer is in quotes. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is this is soccer like, yes. you know what I mean? You're not seeing nobody's flopping. <laughs> There's no yellow cards, and um, about 90% of them are terrified of the ball. Sure. Um, but you still bring your daughter out there on a weekly basis. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. And 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 just like, can I just say, if anybody in soccer is listening, can we create any fucking shade on a soccer field? If you've ever gone out to one of these things, it's 97 degrees, and there isn't a tree within a mile of this place, and there's always one, like, you know, pro-am dad who brings up one of those giant fold-out pop-up, you know, tent-style things. He's got a hibachi and, you know, Cocos Frescos. He's, like, cutting up fruit, and you're just, like, standing there like you're in Mogadishu, just core temperature 108, sweating gravy going this is great are you enjoying yourself with that with that oscillating fan that also mists you bastard That's it. now matt you go out there every week with uh, your 10 year old son i do yeah yeah uh um, turn, turns 11 tomorrow happy birthday to charlie yeah yeah oh i didn't know what that is uh, is that why you're wearing your hair in that style that uh, yeah, to celebrate his tribute. his part yeah right charlie used to have a part just like that. he did yeah now it's all long he looks like a it's like a south american guy out there it was like he has the headband holding the long mane does back. he really yeah it's crazy yeah uh, but yeah he loves it i this is the good time of year because it's not hot right now like right. it's just getting hot but we've had a nice stretch of not being boiling hot out there but, yeah do uh, you play do you guys play at vnso park no we're in burbank okay yeah. because v like i i was literally directed to you take josie to soccer you know it's at vnso park and i plug into google vnso mm-hmm. park it's like fucking eight residential blocks by eight <laughs> residential blocks. Like it's it's like saying I'll meet you at the Astrodome. Here's the address. Like where am I supposed to go? There's there's probably 25 soccer fields. There's multiple baseball. There's basketball. There's tennis. There's pools. There's playgrounds. And I walked right. around with two nine year old girls going. None of this looks familiar. Are you sure you're at the right park? Like the first time I took them to practice there, I walked around for 20. 20 minutes and I'm like, fuck it, get back in the car. We're leaving. I'm not doing this. Right? Yeah, that's uh, that's, a, that's Southern California. Like we've, I've been to some tournaments like that where you're just like, so it's it's here, and you go to Downey or something, yeah. and you're like, where I don't know where I am, and there's nothing but fields no, as, as far as the Thunderdome, and yeah. I'm supposed to know what group of ten year, what ten nine year old girls yeah, I'm looking you're, for. What I, I don't know where VNSO Park is. Where's uh, give me a? I don't either. It's like it's I'll um, park it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Right right it's, I right yeah. it's right here. Uh, it's right. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot, you just pulled it up on a uh, yeah. map. I was looking to see if i could show it on screen but i can't really but it's uh it's enormous right yes it's 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 a giant city block basically like what's it, the what's but, the but, cross but street it, give me uh some cross street uh, any uh, yeah. i think the so. so of that name is doing a lot of the heavy yeah it really is <laughs> magnolia it's, hazeltine it's, is one side and Van Nuys and yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's Van Nuys between Van Nuys and Hazeltine and Magnolia and um, yeah, and so it, it is huge. It's, it's, yeah. it, it is. It's, it's enormous. Uh, it's. I, I wasn't questioning. I'm, no, no, no. It's. It, I mean, it feels like it's three quarters of a mile by three. Like it <laughs> took. It takes 
you know, 15, 20 minutes to walk across. Sure. From the car know, to the field. Right. And you're to walking through just a <laughs> sea of tiny humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, no one there is over four feet tall. Yeah. And, well, I'd fit right in. I'm happy to go. If, <laughs> right. they, if they need somebody, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, did you Now, Matt plays on Sundays in an adult league. Is I that do. something that would interest that's, you? That's a whole different level of activity. <laughs> if you're playing soccer as a grown-up, that's your way of just saying, I really need a good orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> like, I, I'm i just uh, I'm just biding time before my catastrophic knee injury. That's, yes. <laughs> it is. It, it does feel inevitable every single every single week I go out and just say to myself in my head, do not hurt yourself. Do not hurt yourself. Yeah. Like, don't don't overextend anything ever. No, because there's guys this age, there's always going to be like the 30% of guys who take it way too uh-huh. seriously yeah. who are like, I played Division One, fucking nut up, dude, <laughs> right. you know? Yes. And and you, it's just a matter of time before you're at home straightening your leg going, do you hear it clicking? Do you hear it clicking? Because it's locking. Yeah. 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 I blew out my knee. Well, I shouldn't say I blew it out. I tore my meniscus. Um, and I, I did it in a very athletic way. I was... Um, uh, showing the spectrum guy where to put my modem and and i was sitting on my knees and uh he goes do you have like the old modem and i turned around and it was behind me and i was like i can reach back and just started like with my knees under me like sitting on my ankles kind of thing started leaning back to get it and you could you heard it like pop and uh it was so loud that the guy went <laughs> and I, it was one of those things you went, yeah, I don't know. I, that can't be good. Yeah. It can't be good. Oh, horrible. Did he have an MRI machine on? Uh, I did. I did have to. I, I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a modem doubles. I think a, it does. Yeah. I, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, run that right over it's the about name. settings. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was there. Um, but now I had to have uh, had to have the meniscus surgery. Sure. That both of my knees have had done. Really? Uh, yes. How'd you do it? Uh, well, I went to a doctor and had them, had them do it. it oh, seemed, you, you went with a doctor. Not do it yeah. I got to tell I, I you. I don't know this cable guy like you do. Spectrum does it, and <laughs> they bump up your download speeds. Is that right? If I yeah, have them yeah. do this? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I uh, Just living life. Just uh, yep. uh, probably just. Walking up a hill in San Francisco was one of up them. And walking up a hill. Oh, that was. Oh, then I. That, yes. Uh, I was on stage. This is a, a, a quick fun story. On stage hosting uh, Match Game Live, mm-hmm. and um, somebody on the panel uh, said something, and I was I was grabbing very similar to you, sort of, but I was uh, standing. Uh, I was grabbing the uh, choose A or B. I would take A, okay, A, and then somebody said something, and I turned the wrong way, and my foot stayed, leg stayed stationary, yep. mm-hmm. and just. Boom. That's that is where we are in life now. Yeah. That if somebody says something behind you, you have to stretch out and get tape up, up loosen up before you address them. Yeah. Um, here's the fun part. So the, uh, the show's over, and uh, in the audience uh, was uh, God rest his soul, Robin Williams, hmm. who came up to me and to this day the nicest thing I ever said. He said, uh, "You're the fastest mind I've ever seen." Uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's high praise. And then he's like, what's going on with your knee, though? And I said, oh, I, 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 think I, I think I tore my meniscus. I, I, I'm in horrible pain. And he reaches into his pocket and he goes, well, let me give you something for that. Yeah. And uh, I did not take it. And to this day, I regret not taking it because I should have taken Rob yeah, Williams giving me a pill. Absolutely. But I, I mean, not. I, you know, I started salivating when you said it. I know. <laughs> Instead, I made him and uh, this other guy, Pat, uh, drag me to a uh, emergency room at what, two in the morning? Yeah. It was urgent early. care action. Yeah. yeah. Or, or did I try to sleep? No, and I then at five in the morning, it was, it was like, early you guys got to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, uh, we went there and they, they maybe put a cortisone shot into it and then uh, give me a knee brace and then and like, you're, you're going to need surgery. I got I to gotta be honest with you. That is a 
a rookie mistake not taking drugs from Robin. Oh, 100, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Even the question of you're the fastest mind I've ever seen should have been followed up with, do you have any blow? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I keep my temple clean, sober for X amount of years. I don't I don't know what so he's this going was, to give me. Right. This yeah. was post-sobriety. That's correct. Well, that's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were, your default setting was to say no to a strange pill, no matter who was offering it. But in yes, retrospect. But I should have taken it. There's no Even if I put it in my pocket and never took it i yeah. should have taken the pill hey we all live with regret well that's my big one the other one was when i turned down in 1994 talk soup that is my <laughs> first big regret my second is not taking that pill you know if you had i would have said take the second deal take the take the four years man <laughs> job security yeah uh fun fact i did audition for that in chicago in 1994 dude everybody did. i mean it was, it was every comic and every day i think they they after i got the job they told me they looked at over 3,000 comics yeah. in uh five wow. cities over 18 months at, uh, everybody i know every comic i know read for, and you know i'm sure i mean i would tell you like completely honestly i know 30 guys that would have been fantastic like there's yes, no of course it was not a meritocracy i just <laughs> happened to be like you were the, the guy yeah it was the guy when the music stopped and they went how about that guy but you were great at he it. he looks like he'd do it for 75 <laughs> cents in a sandwich you know and again that leather jacket yeah you know right. you know that's coming well if i had monetized that i think i'd be retired by now well, because there was a lot of leather involved <laughs> it was a very large there was jacket. a lot of it yeah. Uh, when I hosted my show on Science Channel for Christmas, uh, what, what did I get? A blanket. <laughs> Thank sure. you, guys. Yep. Thanks for the bonus. Yep. Thanks for thanks for thanks for caring about the show. Yeah, and probably one of those blankets that's made out of the same shit they make airline blankets out of, it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of like is this a blanket or yeah. is it foam? You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Yes, that yes, kind yes, of. Yes. You know what I mean? That kind yes, of I like do. this is not. Yeah. You know. Yes, but it had the uh, the side the side Channel logo on it, so you know. Right. Uh, so basically, I got swag. No, for, I got a Christmas. TV guide one with a, it had a little pocket on it with a for the remote. Oh, you know, like a, a snuggie with the remote. It's or a, just... Yeah, basically a slanket. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Something that you would wear. Yeah. It's a wearable blanket mm-hmm. with a little, um, you know, because that's what they want you to do is just be sedentary. <laughs> I was on TV guide for like almost three years, and I used to tell people that I had two thirds of a television show because the bottom third was the <laughs> scroll telling you all the better yeah. shit to watch on. <laughs> other channels it was that was like that was one of those things where it's like hey man if this doesn't work out i'm getting a real estate license because i am as close to ham radio as you can yes get right now. Uh, until you start a podcast at your dining room table, and then you are <laughs> Look, inches this, away from I, I was right admiring now. this table right here. I'm sure there was some assembly uh, involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, and there's talk of replacing it. There's talk of replacing I, this table. I, I don't know what you're talking about or what budget you're working with, but I object to it. Uh, you and Matt both. I, I, <laughs> I, I would replace this table in a heartbeat. Yeah. He wants a kidney shape. I want a kidney shape. I want a kidney shaped table. I want uh, something that uh, pops. A kidney shaped <laughs> table. With him behind it almost do you even get star command yeah but what would the okay so so you got you would be at the fat end yes and then and then the guest would sit the guest would be on the other end of the the, like on the the, kidney the rounded right the alcoholic side of the the, uh, are you are you're boozy you drink quite a bit i i i i I take nothing anymore i would not even accept drugs from the ghost of robin williams (laughs) how long has it been Uh, a little over six years congratulations thank you man good for you life's better is it not yeah and and uh, operably, life continues as a result <laughs> of that decision. The most important. No, part. no, uh, it's a hundred percent the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, best. Uh, 
you know, best to just feel at peace in your own skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, uh, Colin Hay from Men at Work. You familiar with him? Uh, okay, uh, he's got a song. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful world, uh, where he said. Um, uh, it's nice to leave the party early or at least with no regrets. And I think it's the greatest line in a song because it's like I would wake up some mornings and go, who the fuck do I have to call and apologize? Who do I? Yeah. What, did, what did I do? Yeah. Uh, or you'd call a friend. Do I? Did I do? And like, right. Right. So it's nice to feel like I can go to a party. Not that I go to any, but uh, <laughs> no, but it is the I, I always say the best thing about being sober is I know exactly how I'm going to feel when I wake up. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, and and there's there's so much to be said for that. There's I and I don't. Yeah, uh, I have no problem being around people that are partying, but I find myself wanting to snip off that last 20% of the evening when people are like, where you, where you just want to go, Hey man, don't take this the wrong way, but you are not that funny and <laughs> no one should be laughing as hard as they are right now. Like, and, and by the way, let's just go over personal space boundaries again, because you are standing inside my nostrils. Yes. You know what I mean? They're just that like people just start talking a little louder, slurring a little bit more, standing a little closer, uh-huh. being a little more boring. And yet they think they're cutting a fucking album yeah. and you're just like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to pack it. I'm going to scoot. Yeah. Got a scoot. Speaking of parties, very quickly, I want to give this shout out. Yeah. Uh, I could not go on Saturday evening uh, because um, uh, health issues, but uh, and I was not aware this was happening. But at this party, a friend of the show, John Ritchie, and his boyfriend, Glenn Scarpelli, got married. Oh, oh my God. So congratulations to our friend John. That's great. And Glenn, who I've never, I've never, I've yet to meet Glenn oh. because they, uh, it all happened during the pandemic. Right, right, right. And they spend a lot of their times at Glenn's home in Sedona now. Okay. Uh, so this was. And as yeah, as I discovered that they got, Sedona. I'm bummed to find out Glenn's taken. I mean, who doesn't want a home and a second home in Sedona? It's a beautiful area. I think he owns a radio, a TV station or something there. You remember, owns a TV station. Do you remember Glenn station. Scarpelli? Somebody's punching above their weight class. I, you know it what? Sounds I mean? like you don't remember Glenn Scarpelli. No, Glenn Scarpelli was the young boy on One Day at a Time. And he was on the cover of 16 Magazine and Tiger Beat. Oh, yeah. You're from the same, you're close to my generation. You should know exactly who Glenn Scarpelli is. No, I do. uh, He is the one day at a time version of Nicholas from It Is Enough. He is, but (laughs) was, again, uh, win a dream date with Glenn, whereas Nicholas was like, let's talk to Nicholas about school. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Nicholas was like, I cut my own hair. Yes. You know what I mean? And it shows. Yeah. uh, That Pete Rose haircut that he had. Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to John. Yeah, I just wanted great. to get that on that's the show. Very, so exciting. very excited for the two of them. And I'm furious that I did not know that was this, uh, a surprise at that party. I would have forced myself to go yeah, yeah. had I known that was the situation. Sure. Um, but we wish them a lot of luck as we do uh, all couples uh, until our government uh, takes it away from them. Mm-hmm. Because it's wrong for two men to marry. Listen, now let's talk about it. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker Carlson got fired. He's out. Yeah. And we, and he tells us Don Lemon as well today is, is out. Yeah. So that, I, I'm going to call that a win-win. Um, <laughs> I like Don. Uh, do you really like Don? I, I turned around on Don in the last year. Yeah, I did. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely man. I, to me, um, it is anything that becomes too self-satisfied in its viewpoint. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I start to go, oh, don't be the guy that makes liberal media look bad. Like, yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he's the guy that people point to and go, well, I mean, look at him. So we're entitled to do what, you know. Right. It's just a little, you know, I, it's like I, I've gone down the rabbit hole politically um, like everybody else has. And, um, and it's like, 
you know, at least keep up the pretense of journalistic mm-hmm. standards and keeping your opinion out of things. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I kind of liked about him is that he just, like I was saying earlier, he, he was holding people's feet to the fire at a time where other journalists and anchors were not. Thousand percent. And by the way, like exactly the kind of guy that I would want to be at a cocktail party with, you know what I mean? Where I could mm-hmm. just talk to him and we could share our opinions but but it it um you know in 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 prime time you know um i i'm a big fan of the uh do you like rachel maddow sure uh the the um the tingling of anticipation i get when i'm watching rachel maddow and she begins with like it was march 18th 1971 and you're like she's gonna fucking tell us a story man. she's gonna tell us <laughs> yeah. a story and she's gonna wrap it all the way around to today take me on that journey rachel yeah. and you know and then she's like and then that man you know and it somehow Mike wraps up yeah, yeah yeah exactly like that's you know um uh uh but um, but I, I I should not make fun of uh, of Don Lemon's uh, misfortune because I read the statement that he was very caught off guard and he really was, con- I, well, knew they, it, I knew it was coming. No, they they <laughs> nobody contacted him. He found out through his agent. Oh. He was very disappointed. He's like, you know, I've been here for 17 years. I helped build this network. Like, pick up the fucking phone and call me. And I get that. Like, show business is shitty. And I, I you know, now I'm feeling a little glib for having made an easy joke. But um, but I do want to focus on the demise of Tucker. <laughs> Which is fascinating. Yeah. What happened behind it? What's on those texts that we don't know about that, I, I, that if they came out, it would be bad for Fox. So they had to get rid of him now. Well, I, be, you know, he's if, their highest rated show. Exa- if I put it this way, if I were Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham, mm-hmm. I'd be checking my voicemail every few minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it certainly feels like they're going, hey, guys, I don't know if you've been keeping up on the news, but we just had to pay almost $800 million, and we're taking some pelts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's time for heads to roll. Do you think Steve Ducey gets whacked? I'd like to see Steve Ducey lose his job. I, you know, there's just... Uh, it's a horrible, that's a horrible I, thing I'm, to say, but I, I do want him to lose well, his job. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it is what you want to see is, like, I want to see just some accountability. Well, we see a little bit know? with Tucker Carlson. I mean, that. uh that is it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but he. he uh, I. I just. I'm just wondering. Like. Like. We're. We're. I'm certainly happy. Tucker. Car- Tucker Carlson doesn't have a job. But do we think that Fox is going to turn towards more journalism, or, or less? Because on the one hand, yes, he lied, and we all know it. But also, he said he doesn't like Donald Trump. So therefore, do they go? Oh, is that they, why they're getting they rid back of him? in on Trump? I, look, know. I think the the thing to watch is you know the the phrase that's very well healed now is watch what they say not or watch what they do not what they say. Mm-hmm. The, the question for me is: Is this a big public display? You know, of look, we are taking steps, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put two in the back of the head of our biggest <laughs> cash cow. But we're leaving Maria Bartiromo, uh, you know, Bartiromo and and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham, and nothing is going to change. And but look, we fired Tucker Carlson, or are they going? Hey, man, this is the party's over. We still have to deal with the Smartmatic lawsuit. Like we're we are exposed financially and we now need to shore up you know uh our our investors and and our bottom line and the people that were most 
knows out about this are going to get whacked. Is this Jimmy cleaning house in Goodfellas? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is Sean Hannity going to show up in the back of the truck because he bought his wife a pink Cadillac? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing. Or is this just a symbolic gesture? Because they just gave Tucker Carlson a new deal. Right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. And does he, does, I, look, I, I don't watch him. I don't know the, the lay of the land over there. Is he, is he a guy that, like a Glenn Beck, can he go to uh, AON? Is that what it is? AON? OAN. OAN. O-A-N. Can he go there and be, and be huge as well? Or will, he not, will they not I follow mean, him over there? You know, OAN has a much smaller penetration within the market. So right, but does he bring... A, I mean, you're, you're going to... This it means people are going to have to call their cable company and subscribe to this shit because it's not part of the basic That's package right. Right. in most yeah. places. So it's it is and it was dropping it's a some, question right? of like, yeah, if if it's just he's now on a different channel. Sure. I think people would follow him if you're asking for people to be like, I'm going to pay seventeen dollars a month to watch Tucker Carlson. It might not even be because they wouldn't. It might be because they would go. I don't know who to call. And you know what I mean? And I just you know, it's just it's inertia. I don't I don't know. You know. He could, hell, he could be, you know, he could go Anthony Cumia and start his own online, you know, thing and and, and just create his own online news source. Uh, he could launch a publishing network. The dude is heir to the Swanson's fortune. So it's, you know. He, He's he, going to be fine. He lives, they own a fucking island. He owns an island, yeah. dude. He lives on an island. Please say the word island as many times as possible in as little time. Do you guys want to go to islands and get a burger? <laughs> I do so, like islands. Uh, but, but that's, I mean, it, that, that is the, 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 the leader of the populist movement, uh, you know, grew up going to, you know, blue chip schools, wearing right. bow ties and lives on an island. So yeah. please tell me more about the plight of the common man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we know some folks that probably apply for that job over there. Probably uh, getting their managers on the, uh, on the blower today to say, uh, get me in over there. And one of them is talking right now. I made, I made the. Are you what? kidding me? I saw at nine o'clock. I saw John King on CNN announce it. And at nine oh one, I'm on the blower with Bruce. I said, Bruce, you get me over there. Yeah, they're I mean, looking for somebody in prime time. It's just an acting gig. It's an acting gig. Right. Right. I like islands. Who doesn't yeah. want a fucking island? Hey, look, man. Greg Gutfield. He found a home over there. Greg's and and funny. Mm, number one late night show. Number one because as I stand by. People, uh, old people have Fox News on, and then they forget to turn it off, and it's, so the ratings are high. It's on like wallpaper. That's it. It's on like wallpaper. And that's why Greg's number one, because people don't know how to turn their TV off or change the channel. There's certain, I, right now, I host shows for Food Network, and that's like a network that people just put on, and they just... It's just on until they turn their TV off. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was on Wipeout on ABC for seven years, and as many people come up to me now from Food Network. As they did for Wipeout. Yeah, because we were, you know, on Wipeout, you're watching the contestants. I was on camera for a total of about two and a half minutes Mm -hmm. an hour. You know what I mean? So we might have had 16 million viewers on some nights, and, you know, there's uh, there's 40 guys watching Food Network, but, you know, it makes an impression on them. Let me ask you a question, and we have to get the uh, terrific and then take a second break but going back going to wipe out uh were you guys uh 
on set watching these people do it live, or would you watch we were it on, on videotape? An island. You had asked. <laughs> if well, I know I people would, fell into the water right, off those yeah, uh, yeah. big red balls. No, we were not. A, I was almost never on set. You never. Okay, so you would watch it via videotape and green screen. Yeah, because they had like forty different camera angles. So much editing had to be, you know, cull the kind of boring parts and mm-hmm. put together, you know, the great action sequences. And, and also, it's kind of hard to do play by play to something like that. You, in, in the moment, can. right? I mean, that's the sort of reality of, you know, it's it's reality television, right? Like, if, you, if you've if you ever watched Wipeout, you know that it's it's it was literally like it or, or hate it. It was essentially like one full hour of one-liners, right? Because you're watching video. So if you start to do a setup, by the time you get to the punchline, you're watching something else. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're writing jokes like, you know, um, like Borscht Belt comics. You mm-hmm. know, they have to pay off within three to five seconds. Right. And um, and yet, because it's reality TV, there were no writers. <laughs> ah, so know, it was just what? you. You were, you were just, no, 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 no. But like, they were, you know, there were there were writers, obviously, but there were no writers right. in the credits. It was just, yeah, you, production, were, you were, uh, yeah, you were a producer. Yeah, and, no. you know, and it's just like, people would be like, you know, do you guys, do you guys, you know, improvise that show? And it's like, yeah, no, we just seamlessly <laughs> improvise 60 straight minutes of punchline. Yeah. Every episode we finish, we're like, whoo, did it again. No dead air, you know. <laughs> Uh, my mind is again. I blame the medication. You're, it wasn't Chris Rose. Who was your co-host on that? John Anderson. It was John Anderson. Yeah, from believe- Sports Center. That's right. Uh, Brilliant guy. Loved him to death. Couldn't have asked for a better partner. Well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And you would do it at a, at a studio here in town. Uh, we would just like it was green screen, and then we would sit in a room about this size and tape the video, the audio. You know what I mean? They'd lay in the voiceover track. I Love mean, it, it was. Um, you know, we would. It, 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 you know, it's funny as the um, the the beginning. Uh, like, you know, we did seven seasons, and the first season it was like you would do uh, one episode of voiceover in a day, and you'd do five or ten takes of each line. You know, by the end they were like, we're doing seven and a half episodes <laughs> in forty-five minutes. Wrap this shit up. <laughs> Think medical disclaimer speed. That's what I want you to do. You know what I mean? Yes. It was just, they were just cranking it out. Right, you know? uh, John. It's time for. Sucks. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, you know the premise, John. It's like I Final do. Jeopardy. I do. I'm going to give you the. Uh, uh, I made a mistake yesterday, by the way, of going on. Uh, I've, in the past, I've used Angie's List to find some pe- folks to do work around the house, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't used them since they changed to Angie. Full disclosure, I've not used them since then. I went on there uh, to see about. Uh, hey, who in my area fixes blinds? There, we one of our uh, sure. things broke. And uh, they will not leave me alone. How'd it go? Did you find somebody? It uh, is, did, yeah. did you land on somebody yet? Yeah, let us know. Keep us posted. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. Yeah, it is It is a bad Tinder date. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With Angie. Yep. <laughs> With any of those things. Anything, any, like, how many times have you been like, hey, LinkedIn, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> okay? We are done. Yeah. Uh, zero. I've never joined in LinkedIn because I've uh, got a successful podcast. I, I, I did it. Why July fourth, nineteen ninety five. I signed Jesus, up you were from early. Pan wow. Pacific Park. Any, anything to get out of talking to this dullard. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for some business thing that might or might not happen instead of talking to Pardo and Chip Chinnery about the Reds. Chip's a big Cincinnati Reds yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Where'd you grow up? Stamford, Connecticut. Thank you for your time. Uh, technology. Oh, technology yeah. is technology. your subject. Hmm. Technology. <clears throat> and uh, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna look for my wager here on the back of my page, and uh, gonna go there. Now John was in early on LinkedIn, so he may know. He may have a heads up on technology. Mm, yeah. Uh, what did I just circle? Ah, oh, shit. If I got this wrong, Garen, tell me. Uh, all right, listen. Let's take a break. John Henson's here. You gotta uh, read the question. Nope. I'm just going to give you the subject, and then uh, we'll wager. <laughs> Let me read the question. My apologies. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I almost read the answer. You idiot. Hey, here we go. What now outdated way to send messages was actually first patented? Jesus, Jim. What now outdated way to send messages was actually first patented? Jesus, we all know what word I'm trying to say. Yes, sir. In 1843 by Alexander Bain. This was Bain. Bain. Bain did it. Bain. This is Bain's. <laughs> this is Bain. This is Bain people, people of Gotham City, <laughs> please send messages. Using this antiquated method. Uh, what now outdated way to send messages was actually first patented. Why do I have trouble with that? In 1843 by Alexander Bain. Hmm. Okay. I guess we'll find out when we come back. We'll take a break. John Henson's here. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about uh, this and uh, check in with the boys and see how their week went uh, right after this. Hey gang, Matt here with some dates for you. John Henson is on Instagram at Ye Old Skunk Boy, so check him out there. Also check him out on the Food Network. He hosts Halloween Baking Championship when it's seasonally appropriate to do that, I assume. So uh, find him there. Find him anywhere. Enjoy him. He's a delight, as you know from listening to him on this show. Uh, Jimmy Pardo, also a delight. He is going to be at Acme in Minneapolis April 28th and 29th. Then he's hosting Pop Cultured at the Lyric Hyperion in Los Angeles on May 11th. And he's at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California, May 18th to the 20th. Go to jimmypardo.com and click his tour link to get all the uh, other stuff that you might need to get, like a link to ticket purchasing. Do that. And then finally, uh, I am the guest on How to Survive with Danielle and Christine this week. So if you're not listening to that, you should be. It's a great show, as you know, from us telling you that constantly. But uh, maybe one more reason to listen or maybe a reason to avoid. I don't know. You decide. But check it out wherever you get podcasts and enjoy. Now, this is exciting. Uh, uh, our website that we, uh, nevernotfunny.com, mm-hmm. uh, if you are a platinum subscriber, you get the opportunity to get some perks from us. Yes. And in order to ship that out, we have opened a Shopify account. Yes. And you tell me, Matt, that this was easy peasy to do. Yeah, I was just in there the other day because it turns out, you know, we had to set the inventory levels a certain way so that uh, the so it functions the way we want it to function. We're, we're, we're using it in a weird way that probably most people don't use it because we're not actually selling things on Shopify. We're just using it to collect the shipping data we need from our subscribers to then pass it on to the vendor. That's how versatile Shopify is. You can do a lot of cool stuff with it, and it's so easy to use, and it's just been a godsend, honestly, just in terms of uh, making our lives easier and getting Chad down at, uh, I'll say it, Pixel Print. Uh, he's making our t-shirts and uh they're sending them out to the he's sending them out to the to the right now i think he's printing them and sending them out right to now not tomorrow Oop, Chad. <laughs> but uh, yeah we appreciate uh shopify for making uh, the the workflow so much easier uh listen shopify is offering never not funny listeners a great deal right now uh sign up for one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo that's all lowercase Go to shopify.com slash pardo now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, right? You could be like us, using it uh, uniquely. You could uh, be uh, selling uh, some jewelry that you make at home. Scented candles. Scented candles. Uh, sorted soaps. <laughs> sorted. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, you got to sort them. Yeah, don't just willy-nilly ship them. I like them alphabetical in my, in my shops. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Dove comes in fourth. Yeah. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Matt Belknap, I had a delicious, I want to say it was a jalapeno chicken breast mm. from Factor the other day. Yeah. Could have been the jalapeno chicken bowl. I forget what it was exactly. Yeah. Jalapenos were involved. Great. As was chicken. <laughs> I mean, those are two uh, great ingredients. And uh, as always, here's the deal with Factor. You take it out of the refrigerator. You you, you puncture it with the fork. Yep. It says do it a couple times. I do it no less than 300 times. <laughs> um, and then I, I, you know, probably five times I do it. Uh, I then put it in the microwave. Two minutes. Your, your microwave time may vary. They tell you that. That's true. Uh, then boom. And then I plate it. And I'm ready to go with a delicious meal. Yeah, and it looks it looks it looks as good as it tastes, and it tastes amazing. I mean, I've never had a miss with them. All of the meals I've gotten from Factor have been delicious, and I can't wait. I, mean, I think I might have one tonight. What are you gonna have? Uh, I can't remember what I have. There might be a the, the shredded chicken taco uh, thingamajig, oh, which is great. That is in my top three from them. And then I forget what the other one I have to choose from, but uh, but I'm, I mean shredded chicken. That's it's one of the best ones. It is. A, uh, listen, they've got 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. You'll always uh, have new flavors to explore. Uh, crush your wellness goals this uh, this month uh, with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Mm-hmm. They've also got breakfast. They've got desserts. They've got smoothies. They've got those uh, those wellness shots. Yeah. they got a lot of stuff over at Factor. And here's how you could take advantage of uh, of them. Take advantage of Factor. <laughs> Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50 and use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code pardo50 at factormeals.com slash pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Belknap loves it. I love it. There's no reason why you won't love it. Factor, eat like a king. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. 3209. John Henson is here with us, taking time out of his busy life with his 9 and 12-year-old. Uh, my, my son's off school today. Are your kids off school? They are. Are yours? No. Why are you off? I'm not. I mean them. Why are, why are uh, all these people off? <laughs> no, I'm going to say it wrong because I'm. it's... Uh, I think it's Armenian um, uh, genocide day. Right, genocide okay. day. Thank oh. you. I, uh, well, that's crazy. My brain didn't give it to me because two people in my audience on Saturday were Romanian, and so okay. I, my brain was like, I'm, "You're about to say Romanian instead of Armenian, <laughs> you fucking dummy." Uh, so they have that off for that reason. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy that Burbank of all places should be observing that. Yeah, what do you think Glendale's doing today? <laughs> they got to be down. shut down. Shutting right? it down, that, man. That mall's a, it's either a ghost town or busier than ever. <laughs> yeah, right. What are the or two? it's fucking Mardi Gras meets <laughs> yeah. New Year's Some, Eve. <laughs> Something. A lot of watches being sold today yeah. in Glendale. Yeah, I huh? once bought a watch from Armenian woman, and I just yeah. assume that's all they do now is sell watches <laughs> this, there. Is just a did they are selling gold rims like they are going out of style. <laughs> that's it. Uh, no disrespect to Armenian listeners of course oh i think uh, you intended a lot oh no, i'm not I mean, the one that said gold rims sir I, I meant that aspirationally I, I'm working my way I understand it's uh, on my vision board sure oh yeah you like to uh uh, uh what's the it begins with letter m help me manifest manifest, manifest yeah. thank oh. you yeah i'd like to manifest shut up I, I the minute you say that in a conversation i've i'm st- i've stopped listening to you right I, <laughs> yeah not, not a, you go farther than that like stop listening i will stove your fucking head in with a brick <laughs> if you start talking to me about manifesting. yes shit. i will yes yeah. because no thank you 
people like all most people laughed at the secret. Remember when the secret was a thing and it was yes. like that's really embarrassing. And then everyone's still doing that. They just don't call it the secret anymore. Right. But it's all the same yeah. bullshit. I know a comedian that did the secret. By the way, yeah. swears by it. Says it changed his life. Yeah. I'll tell you who it is off the air. Is it Carlos Mencia? And by the way, he's not wrong. <laughs> It oh. did change his life. I'm sorry no. for not laughing at your joke, but he, uh, it, it, it did. It huh. changed his life. There, it, 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 I mean, the magical magnifying mind, right? Like whatever you focus on grows larger in your experience. I think That's we true. all know this anecdotally. If you know people who dwell on their problems and uh, their their resentments, that that begins to dominate your life. Mm. And if you focus on solutions or you focus on your joy or your gratitude, that seems to, yeah. to dominate you your life. And things. then, you know, but the, the idea of like, for the low, low price, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Of this book and tape and or movie that accompanies it. <laughs> or know. retreat out in Ventura. Right, exactly. Or, or wherever it was. It was happening for several weekends one month. And this guy went the first. And then he tried to recruit other comics to go. Oh, boy. And uh, and again, it changed his life. It, it He went, his career completely, it just all he did was, to your point, he just focused on his career and it exploded. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it worked. Is it, can't you kind of boil down the secret to the thing that Curly said in uh, City Slickers? The meaning of life is this. Which we all remember. Yeah, I was going to say. First of all, most things in life boil down to the movie City Slickers. <laughs> what are you? What an interesting pull! But like, what is yeah, the quote? So he, he says, "What's the meaning of life?" And he does one thing, and then uh, he says, "What your finger?" No, he says one thing. Pick one thing. And then the rest of your life will follow, basically. Oh, that's interesting. Right? I mean, it's kind of the secret, isn't it, in a, in a way? So don't have your fingers in a different pies. Yeah. Fo- focus on the focus on the one important thing and do that. I'm, I'm my as, favorite pie. And as, and as somebody who has not done that, I can say that sounds like it would probably work. <laughs> yes. Uh, you and me both. Although that's not fair. Matt <laughs> oh, and I, no. uh, in 2006, yeah, yeah. decided to focus on this, and here we go. So There you go. We are very, I'm very, very grateful uh, for Matt Belknap and uh, coming to me on that day. But there's also people who like try a bunch of different things, and then, you know. I think it's, it's like... How about just let go of your expectations? That's good. Sure. Like you know that. what I mean? I want to subscribe to your thing. What, well, it's just your, sort of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a, you could, uh, you could, there's a lot of ways to do it. You could focus on one thing. You could focus on a lot of things. You could focus on your joy. But the, the key thing is not to be like, and then if I don't get this, then I'm a failure yeah. and I hate myself. And more importantly, I hate you. Why are you reading my journal? <laughs> right. So that sounds like just cut yourself some slack. That's what that's I was like, just like, I don't know, enjoy the, I, I, look, I, I, I sort of subscribe to the idea of like, you know, find something you would do for free. Find something you yeah. would do for free just for joy and then do that and get as good at it as you can. And then if you never get paid, it doesn't matter. You're having a great time. Yeah, I mean, that's to pay those bills, though, baby. <laughs> I find you can get away with not paying. <laughs> is that true? You found that? <laughs> you know, that's interesting. Now, John is a guy who has uh, got a lot of health issues. I'm talking about myself, and I take uh, many a pill. I'm fascinated by uh, the fact that you've just taken a, a couple of pills out of something, and you're... Uh... Micorette gum. Oh, my apologies. I thought it Nicorette was... and coffee are my two vices, and you will pry them from my cold, <laughs> dead hands. You were still smoking recently, then, it sounds like. No. How long with the Nicorette gum, then? Uh, I'm years into it at this point. Aren't you, but at some point, aren't you supposed to wean off of that? But I guess you're Listen, going to... <laughs> mind my business? Who really can define weaning, <laughs> anyway? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your gum. Look, I've, uh, I've given up a lot of shit, Jimmy. <laughs> I you see. know what I mean? I do. Um, you know, that's... Uh, it is... Uh, it's, it's that and coffee, man. I get up every morning... 
I drink just enough coffee to bring me to the brink of a seizure, and then I swip, <laughs> switch over to, as soon as I feel my jaw locking up, I'm like, you know what, how about a glass of water? All right. And then um, H2O the rest then of the I day. start with the Nicorette, and, um, and I, I just pound them until my tongue feels like sandpaper, and uh, my heart's beating like a hummingbird, and I have flop sweat, and I'm like, now I'm good. All right. Yeah. That's John Henson and his uh, advice on health and how he manifested a better life. Uh, how he manifested a myocardial infarction. <laughs> we check in with the Pop Culture Beats. He's over there at the Pop Culture Beats Info Desk. That is sponsored by Lemon Ice Designs. Head over there, buy two t-shirts, get a Jimmy Pardo or Never Not Funny shirt for free using promo code PARDO. Garen, what'd you do over the weekend? Anything of excitement? I saw Evil Dead Rise. All right. Loved it. You loved it? Yeah. I think it might be my favorite one of the franchise. Your favorite one of the mm, franchise. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Yeah. If you can let go of the history of you know Bruce Campbell and all that, I think I can. <laughs> I, I don't know. You got a pretty tight grip on Bruce. <laughs> yeah, Campbell's you know history. I do, but I might I might be able to. I think you've come a long way in your journey, and you're ready to let, let go. go of yeah. your expectations of Bruce Campbell. <laughs> okay. You know what? Nah, you talked me into it. I'll, I'll try. Garrett, all I can do is try. Mm-hmm. All you can do is try. Pick uh, one thing and let that thing be <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I'm gonna let go of Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, it's. I went to my friend had another game last night, and I went and watched her play another softball game. Another softball game, just one this time. Okay, I was promised an hour, and it was an hour. Oh, good for you! But <laughs> there was the other team. First of all, their her team just whatever shorts, you know, Nike regular shoes, whatever. This other team full uniform, and then the dude came out that's like, oh, I'm a professional, full on. He had everything. The 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 pants you're supposed to wear the uniform all and he would stretch when he went up to the bat like oh let me get down to my quads and just yeah. get it right like dude what are you doing flip side of the equation he is not going to tear a meniscus turning around <laughs> yeah. to answer no. somebody no he's not nope no he's not no it's just sports cosplay yeah it's, it's funny it is I, I got a buddy that does that on sunday nights with his soccer uniform yeah, yeah. <laughs> he puts his soccer excuse sweater me, on sir excuse me it's sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't talking about you right. oh. <laughs> i was talking about this guy that does the sunday nights okay i wouldn't be talking about you I, uh, I would love to not play in the sun that sounds great um Hey, there's a quick question. Only because I'm thinking of it. You know that fame, that 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 meme. I don't know if it's a meme or maybe it's a gif where it's the guy. It's a guy that looks a little bit like uh, the guy from East uh, East Side and Down. Eastbound. Eastbound and Down. Yeah. God damn it, old man Pardo. <laughs> uh, it's not him. Okay. But you've seen it. People use it when they when like if something. It's the equivalent of the guy eating popcorn. Like something's going right. to happen. Okay. Where he shows up and he pops his chair. You ever see that one? I have seen that. Pops yeah. a chair and then just, seen it what's recently. that from? I don't know. I, I, I don't. Because it's perfect. I feel like I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm, I'm, I can't even picture the guy. I just the guy's remember. got it. I think he's got the stash. He's got like the long hair. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get it, to the bottom. Anyway, it's great. Yeah, okay. so maybe somebody on somebody that listens right, to the show right, will right, let right. me know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it makes me laugh every time, and I want to know what it's from. Where it's a, it's a folding chair, and he just pops it with one hand and yeah. then sits down and right, it's right. wonderful yeah all right i thought that we'll we get an it. answer today instead i will now obsess about this until Sorry. thursday when somebody is kind enough to help me and email me at fan club at jimmy yeah. all right there we go well G- garen what's your guess on oliver's Hold on, no, I, I have a question for garen you do yeah because see, i was texting with him over the weekend and something i didn't understand something but i was like i'll just ask him on the show okay uh so you said we were texting about record store day yeah and uh, our shared failure of trying to get the taylor swift record that came out uh, he's, you said you were in La Puente, and I said why, and you said Frankenson. What, oh, what does that? Oh, mean? Frankenson's. Yeah, so that's it's it's like a swap meet, basically, just oh. with a oh, bunch yeah. of nerd shit comics and and a lot of funk. It's in a big building, uh, right? Okay, it's yeah. a lot of funk. Uh, uh, we've talked about it on the show many times. Okay, uh, uh, P 
people will uh, wrestlers, baseball players, occasionally the sci-fi actor will have a table set up there. Come and meet. You know, Doug Jones from Star Trek uh, Infinity, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but then you're there and you buy action figures and you okay. buy all sorts of uh, collectibles. It's basically, to Garen's point, it's become a uh, basically just a big garage of Funko yeah. and then a bunch of action figures that nobody collects anymore right. and nobody even wants to buy. Right. But the first time I went there, it was thrilling. It yeah, really yeah. was. I'm surprised I've never you heard You should of still it. go. Yeah, you should bring Charlie because it's kind okay. of fun. Yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't it fun? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not huge, so you can. It's like good afternoon, just to wonder. It's around. got a hillbilly vibe to it, right? We could agree on that. Well, and At the least fact it that did. it's like a swap meet, but yeah, yeah, but they uh, they moved to a new place and they jacked the rents up, and people were not. I mean, there's a whole community about these kind of things. Oh, they are not happy hmm. uh, about that, but. It's air conditioned now, so it's not. Oh, the old place wasn't, huh? No. Oh boy. Well, I'm I'm a little disappointed because I thought he had a new boyfriend named Frank who had a son. Oh, on oh no. Sorry. Oh, that would be wonderful <laughs> if Garen found yeah. some love, like our friend John Ritchie did with Glenn Scarpelli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. Garen. Spend your weekends in Sedona. Could you imagine <laughs> your second home in Sedona when when Burbank gets too hot, you head to the desert. Man. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, what now? What now? Outdated way to send messages was actually first patented. patented why the shit patented in 1843 by alexander bain i'm saying telegram and now i'm starting to think that that's way too late for that but whatever telegram telegram you know do 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 like yeah. your shirt yeah <laughs> got him yeah all right did it did it did it uh By the way, t is what the dash is oh t so this is a lot of t's mm-hmm it's a t-shirt get it it's a t-shirt <laughs> dude well, while that is the pinnacle of dad jokes i accept it okay great and you should go home and proudly tell your family about yeah, it that plays yeah yeah right they, they're sick of my dad jokes they don't like me anymore uh <laughs> you, you, you get in the you know what you just shit on yourself I, I was i was gonna do that for you is that the meme you're talking about yes it's jason momoa and it's from the game what it's jason momoa before he was huge how did you find that the dude? michael douglas movie the game no, no, no. The, sh- the, the BET series, the game. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> your, your backpack is on your cord, which is why you're having a little issue there. Yeah. I uh, how did you find that? Well, I just searched guy with chair meme. Oh. You mean up. the thing I should have done six months ago? <laughs> instead, of, instead, I crowdsource with your, yeah, your fan base. I yeah. probably need to go around with a group guys. Of <laughs> look into the Google machine. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Nobody needs to email me anymore. Fan club at jimmyparto.com. Uh, Garen, for I'll say it once in ten years, got his job. Nailed yeah. it. Got Nailed his it. got his job done. Good sentence, Jim. We say hello to the plate spinner. He's back behind video village. Hello. That's Elliot Hopeberg. Elliot, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I went to a game night at a friend, friend's house. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was fun. And we played a game called Phantom Inc., which I'd not heard of before. A-N-C period? I-N-K. I-N-K. Oh, okay. Oh, no period. Uh, and so the idea is that uh, there are two teams that uh, most of the team are mediums, you know, like uh, people trying to talk to ghosts. Okay. Okay. And then one player on each team is the ghost. And uh, those two players know a word. And then there's a bunch of preset questions, and then the 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 shtick in the game is your team asks you a question with one of these cards. You then have to write the the answer. It could be as many words as you want. There's no real rules to that, but you write it one letter at a time and say it out loud. And then when your team thinks that they know what you're writing, they they ask you to stop. All the teams can see all that stuff, and so the clues go back and forth that way. And it's it's it was fun. There was a little bit of well, why did you think we'd think that? 
but uh, but other than that, it was uh, it was a real fun game. Uh, I, it was I a highlight. I really want Phantom Inc. to just be about somebody tattooing you with a tattoo gun with no ink. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the pain. Well, uh, just the pain of getting of a the tattoo. Artwork. That's yeah. the TV show. <laughs> now I've noticed on your you do have a tattoo. Do you have other tattoos? Uh, yeah, I have a number. Of oh, you do. Them. Yeah, sizable, sizable percentage i'm gonna use the word that people use for me when they discover i have tattoos uh, i feel this about you very incongruous to your personality you don't seem like 100 percent. and i and i and i would argue that's the whole fucking point <laughs> you know what i, I mean 100 percent agree like, there is nothing greater than being uh like on vacation somewhere with friends and taking off your shirt to get in a pool and people go god damn dude i didn't know you were in the Russian mafia. <laughs> Get all Eastern promises, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I I, um, I keep them hidden. These are just my kids' names. Everything else is is hidden for work reasons. But, right. Um, yeah, I, I want more, man. Wow. I, I feel like uh, the best expression I heard was it's a mile to your first and a minute to your second. I will agree 100% with that. I got my second almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, and then I stopped because my wife basically gave me uh, divorce papers. <laughs> I, do you know what I, I got? I came home once with a big chest piece and uh, my then wife goes, all right, I, I think we're done. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I go, why? Uh, she, she meant like, I think we're done with tattoos. tattoos but and I go, I go why? You. Why? And she goes, I mean, it's just, it's starting to get a little prison gangy. <laughs> that was, it. she turned it into an adjective, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, you say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Enjoy them. I love it. And you take your shirt off when you go on vacation. Uh, well, if I, I'm, if I'm going to get wet. Um, <laughs> you, don't put no. the, you don't use the swim shirt. No. Oh, I no. enjoy the swim shirt. Because no. I have shame for my body. He's a nice tall man with, like, he seems to be in, in good shape, unlike us. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, and also, I'm like, bringing you in why do you have to bring up? me down to your thoughts? I mean, because you were just complaining you, about being between sizes. You're reading my fucking mind, but how dare you <laughs> yeah. say it? I, if if, if you're, you're carrying body shame wearing a boy's medium, then I feel like I, I, I n- now need to I, just, I, like, I wish this get was a boy's habit, medium, you know? son of a bitch. I don't like to be, I don't like that. I don't, I don't know why. Why? This is two shows in a row you're ganging up on me and I don't like it I'm not ganging I'm saying oh, you started it he ganged up on you okay. <laughs> yeah I uh, made it a gang yes um, because of your prison tattoos you, right. <laughs> you guys right. treat me like I was now, in the yard and now, I get shanked now hold my pocket and follow me around <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a prison thing uh, what's your guess my man alright so man. yeah it's the <laughs> tattoo thing uh, who are you <laughs> trying to protect yourself there go um, so uh, if I'm wrong I will still argue that this is way earlier than you think it is okay fax machine mm, fascinating mm-hmm. 18 oh i i see because the i see what you're doing the, because the question the word actually could be doing a lot of heavy lifting right there. it implies that you wouldn't expect it to have been invented that early right yep. yeah 1843 seems very early it though. does seem very early i agree but with maybe you. not maybe teletype is that what you said teletype you said telegram telegram, telegram. Did I say teletype and forget to write that down and that's what i meant to write down well you haven't said your thing yet so yeah but i thought isn't there a rule that i can't change it I don't think um, I don't well, if that's what you meant to say, and it's not what Garen said, I don't have a problem with it. But is Telegram different than Telegraph? I was wondering that too. I thought I, I think that's the same thing. Like I, I, th- I think one might be a brand. The, you use Telegraph to transmit a telegram. And right? what about Teletubby? <laughs> that is well, they have TVs in their stomachs. They got TVs, so they do give you a message. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with my answer. If this dude can find a meme, we should be able to identify <laughs> the difference between Telegram and Telegraph. If there is, is there any daylight? <laughs> okay. Telegraph refers to the 
technology and the communication system, a telegram is a message sent via telegraph. There you go. I think so, somebody said that. Same. Yeah. Mm, is well, that the same? Yeah, no. Your answer means, yeah, what did you say? You said telegraph. He telegraph. said telegram. telegram. So he went with the actual. It's like, te- so it's like a telephone and a phone call. Right. So if the answer is telegraph, we're not giving it to him? I mean, that's what I'm. Oh, that's a good question. We're not. We, we all no, I have think, I think hard lessons I th- to I learn in life. <laughs> I think we would. John I, says no. Okay. Oh wow. I, 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 I would. know what his answer is. <laughs> so all right. Well, we'll find out together. Yeah. We're gonna go around. What did you? You said fax machine. That's correct. By the way, you know my. You, you've been on the show with me for sixteen years. You know my my sense of humor. You know my joy of wordplay. Uh, the uh, the use of what about Teletubby is in my top five favorite things <laughs> on the show because Fun. it's. Shocking! It didn't come out of my mouth <laughs> because right. it's perfect. Yes, in in uh, right in what I do. And by the way, it's also perfect in the fact that you and I are the only people with any appreciation for that joke. At all. <laughs> like that is you and I are on an yeah. island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I did it again. I know. I know you. Love, I know you love the islands. I know yeah. you go out there. You take your shirt off. You enjoy sure. the Palm Springs. Sure. The Palm Springs. They're called trees, Jim. Uh, Matt, what do you got? I also said fax machine. You also oh, said fax machine. I feel better. Uh, John, you shouldn't. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to end this discussion now because you know the answer. I know the answer. I'll um, give you my answer then, for, since you think you know it. I'll give you mine. Uh, DHL. DHL. Yeah, because uh, very antiquated. We don't use it anymore. Right. Right. Um, no, the correct answer is. Raven from Game of Thrones. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. They, oh this guy. Oh, is that what that show's me, about? That's let so me Raven? finish. He patented the Raven okay. in 1843. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Off the air, you said you were confident. You were setting this fucking bit up. Long con. Off the air? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say the same thing I said to, to him. You go home and you probably tell your family how you did it <laughs> because it paid off. Yeah. Tell and the we, whole story. We Start all with. bought into it. Here we, we go. I even jumped yeah. in with my we, shit answer. We to don't get know out you, of the way. Maybe you're a trivia master. We have no idea who's coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's find out the real answer. Wait, what was your real answer? Jimmy? I said DHL. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Oh, okay. fair enough. I, you know what? You know, again, I'm having some. I, but for uh, the record, yeah. I did write telegraph because oh, okay. uh, I understood the difference, but I'm not throwing stones. Wait, so what's your answer? Raven. Oh, it is Raven. <laughs> Sticking with Raven. Yeah. All right. Not the bird, the uh, the show. What did I yeah. just say I wanted to say? What was the te- uh, tele- te- type? Teletype? Teletype. Teletype. Well, that's not, that's certainly just another word for one of the, something that's already been said, no? But wait, isn't, isn't that when they, like I married Tyler Moore when they're always ripping that thing Yes, that's, the machine. yeah, go to the teletype machine. Yeah, that's, that's, it probably uses the same technology, but it is a different thing. All right. Well, that's what I meant to say. And then I panicked and wrote DHL. <laughs> so, but I'm, I don't, I, that teletype would have been a better answer. So a teletype. Oh, do you is, think so? <laughs> is what a telegram is to a telegraph, but it's to a teleprinter, which I've never even heard of. So it's of. some intermediate technology between telegram and fax machine, probably. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, te- but it te- definitely te- seems like that. Telegraph still uses like Morse code, yes. but teletype uses a different way of transmitting, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like in the, in the. We don't need to belabor this. <laughs> Maybe it's just automatic telegram as opposed to handwritten. Well, here's your answer, guys. Uh, uh, it was patented in 1843 by Alexander Bain, and then three years later, he actually created it, and it was referred to as something as Jimmy Pardo still refers to it to this day as a facsimile machine. Yeah, baby. Bain used a Man. clock to synchronize the movement of two pendulums, which would then scan each line of the message during that process. The answer is the fax machine. Hell yeah. So we have two winners, which means we'll get to your answers. John, how much did you bet? I bet 11. 11. Garen. 
12. 12. I bet five. So it comes down to you two. Who bet more? Is it the spinner or the hunch? (laughs) You go first. Elliot goes first because that's the way the order goes. I'm watching your face. What did you bet, sir? 20. 20. Matt Belknap bets for technology. Jordan. 23. Robin Ventura. Ryan Sandberg. But Nat. 23. Get the money. Nothing but net because of the Jordan reference. All right, there we go. We thank Jeremy for uh, su- sponsoring this segment, I guess is the best way to say that. Supplying the prize. Supplying. Of course, his wardrobe is by Botany 500. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Furniture uh, provided by Broy Hill. Uh, are you ready, John? We oh, pay yeah. it out. You've seen plenty of game shows. We sure. pay this out Joker's Wild style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to pay, uh, we're going to five by fives. Got it. Here we go. And five. five. Thank you One. very much. All right. Congratulations, Matt. That's Thanks. a big win, too. That's 23 points. Yeah. yeah. I went That's big. a big uh, win. By the way, I will just say apropos of nothing, but because it's in my head. Uh, I heard a great comment about uh, Jordan. Um, uh, Pat Riley once said, if I had to pick a player to hit a shot to win a game, I would pick Michael Jordan. If I had to pick a player to hit a shot to save my life, I would pick Larry Bird. Ooh, oh, wow. Interesting. interesting. Huh. Who said that, Doc Rivers? No. <laughs> Who did no. you say? Pat Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> That's really interesting. Isn't that great? Yeah, I like that. I'm a little worried about what he's doing in his spare time. Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> Family's life is being put on the line. What documentary did I just watch that Jordan would have been a part? Oh, then I saw the movie Air. That's not a documentary. <laughs> did, you ever see, did you ever see A Courtship of Rivals with Magic and Bird? Oh, I'm sure I did back in the day. They, they, you talk about a level of hyper, and obviously you guys have a podcast that you want to finish and get me the fuck out of here. But um, <laughs> nothing but time. I will. Uh, I will just tell you that it's fascinating to see how hyper competitive these guys are because obviously they were rivals in college and yep. then in the pros. Um, and this was done, you know, fucking thirty years after their prime. You know, they're they're old men at this point, and they're talking about, you know, they met uh, in the finals, uh, Magic. Lakers won, and then the next time they met, uh, Bird won, and um, they cut to him, and he's he's an old man at this point, and he goes, um, he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Magic played poorly, and um, and uh, nobody was happier than me, you know, it's not enough. <laughs> Swear to God, this is a direct quote. He goes, it's not enough to know you won, but to know the other guy is hurting. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. This was 30 years ago, and you just can't. Like, it, it's just a level of savagery when it comes to competition. Just, it's not enough to know that you won, but to know the other guy is hurting. Wow. Yeah. He didn't play well, and nobody was happier than me. Jesus crazy. Larry you know? Bird. That's and this is, this is like, he's speaking about his friend. <laughs> yeah. you know? this, is, this is a guy who's like, no, I love him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm, I loved that he was suffering. Now, I think that was the actual word. I think he said, it's not enough to know you won, but to know the other guy is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not a healthy way to live your no, life, right? No, it's not. You ever look at Larry bad. Bird? He looks like a potato <laughs> with a nose. Like, of course. Now, does he look like a portrait of emotional health? No, he does not. He's one of those guys who's like, just push it all down and have a heart attack at 67, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you play sports in high school and growing up and stuff? Uh, I played sports when I was younger, and then I discovered performing when I was like an adolescent. So you did plays stuff. and stuff in high school? I did. I, I was, the musicals and such? Yep, yep. I did, uh, did, well, I did a few musicals, but I, did, I started to get getting into uh like acting and stuff when i was maybe uh i played tennis really competitively when i was younger played little league and stuff like that and then um i ba- you know i basically peaked athletically at about 12 yeah <laughs> like, like my son's did. age yeah. Yeah. and then we all just said yeah you know what being funny is okay too <laughs> right yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that yeah yeah and then show uh, me something with teletubby jokes that's what i'm yeah <laughs> well sign up in 2023 because this is the program <laughs> uh john we thank you for being here thank you man i like to uh, i like to just peter out at the end i like to just <laughs> tell a long boring story that nobody asked me to, and then just let myself out here's the good news it's it saved him from the rules of that fucking game we had here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what we do here. We had to sit did. through that shit. So <laughs> yep. you telling us about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird was a win. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having me, guys. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate Great it. Great to have you. Great to finally have you here. And good to see you again after yeah. almost 30 years. Yeah, right. So we'll do this again when we're like 85? <laughs> uh, I will be a little older than that, but I welcome you in uh, just the same. All right. Excellent. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for supporting the program. Really do appreciate it. Uh, seems like enough, huh? Yeah. Let's get out of here. I'll right. uh, have the pop culture beats. There's Garen Cockrell uh, behind uh, Video Village. That's the plate spinner, Ellie Hoper, the Honcho, Matt Belknap, and our friend John Henson. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK 47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hopeberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2023, Never Not Funny, LLC.